Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk, on AM 1600 KIBA on your radio, abq.fm on your app, rockoftalk.com on your computer, and now, rockoftalk.tv for Roku and Amazon Fire. D-Down Muska, hour number one, sir, how are you? Uh, I'm a little disappointed in myself, Mr. Aragon. You asked me three minutes ago if I listened to the state of the state, and I had to tell you no, I just couldn't take that. Right. That woman of unsleeping malevolence, I just couldn't listen to her for another mm. 25 minutes. Well, guess what? Hey, guess what, everybody? We're going to serve up a little state of the state right here during uh, this uh, hour. In fact, we're going to do it uh, very shortly um, because if anybody wants to hear about just how bad our state is, well, we're about to hear it. Or is she going to shine on and let us know, of course, just, hey, things could be worse. I save lives. You save lies. Lies? Or lies? <laughs> it's all we are doing. We're not saving lives anymore. We're saving her lies. She's saving herself, as we pointed out yesterday, for her to actually communicate any type of failure or that she was wrong is beyond her ability to do so. It is just not something that she is capable of. And so you can't hold her accountable. Uh, I brought in a copy of the Albuquerque Journal right there. I want to make sure everybody can see. And by the way, you can't see me today, so that's nice. But you can't see Dad because we haven't charged up the other camera. So it's not one, one thing, it's another. Uh, Duke has checked in. Georgette's checked in. Uh, some good news coming in. Uh, this man has been all over my Facebook page, Gary Person, and he is uh, working hard. He writes, uh, hi, everyone, and I like this. I, I, you know, we need some success because it was abysmal failure yesterday. And I'll tell you how it, like, all, all set up um, first. He says, hi, everyone, due to success for our HB2 petition, I've launched one for SB10 to repeal the abortion bill. They'll be sent to your rep, senator, and the two state senators who sponsored the bill. Please share State Senator Linda Lopez and Peter Worth, responses of the 2021 SB10 repeal abortion ban in New Mexico. Sign the bill to stop SB10. Sign the petition. We'll email your state rep and senator instantly. There's people who are trying to do, to do good things, but I can't help but think, Dowd, that all they were trying to do yesterday was get past this repeal so that they can move forward with full-blown late-term abortions at this point. And then, hey, you know what? We're going to vote to go home. And your two favorites uh, decided to go ahead and vote along with the Democrats. Not even sure if you caught that uh, last night, Dowd. But uh, Kelly Fajardo oh. and Alonzo Baldonado also voted to go home. Okay. They voted alongside the Democrats. Now, why is that important? Why do we care about having in-person, in-session, legislative session? This is 60 days. They're literally canceling, canceling themselves out for the rest of the year. And what they're stating is, we're exuding leadership. We're, we're leading by example. These are people who are going to go home, put their feet up, hang out in their chonis all day, and stare at the computer. Uh, you have to get dressed up to go to work, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I always like, you know, if you were to come into my office, I'm always dressed. I'm not running around in my socks. Uh, we're not hanging out for the day or anything like that. Like, where is, we should expect ourselves to work. You can't do a good job in life unless you make your bed, take a shower, put on some clothes, and smell nice. You, you just can't, okay? And now our legislators have decided to kind of go ahead and take the rest of the 60-day session off. Of course that's not a good idea. We're missing out on transparency. 
the transparency that your elected leaders should show you. Is there a website where we can watch each of these committees? Is there a website where we can go and watch each of these people interact? By and large, these people are now getting paid, and they get paid pretty nicely despite being a quote-unquote state uh, citizen legislature, right? The citizen legislature uh, being, of course, hey, these guys don't get paid a salary. We're the only ones that... They get paid pretty pretty nice with their per diem. Is that correct, uh, Dowd? 155 a day, 145 yeah, yeah. a day? Is that and, what it and is? And it's also... It's beyond the per diem. Everyone who wants to have a professional legislature, we've got to pay them like New York. First of all, most of the states that have professional legislatures have even worse public policy than New Mexico, so that's far from a solution. But it's the access. It's the access to uh, knowledge about how the state government works, and maybe the spouse gets a job, and the, schmo- and the schmoozing. Um, that's the real benefit more than the per diem. And I think we should probably start to talk about why your governor, and I'm going to take full credit for this, um, why she decided to have a state of the state. You might remember from last week, what was I doing? I was giving her a hard time because she did not have a state of the state address. We have to have one. We need to know where we're at. If there was any time for us to make a determination about where we are, where we currently stand, this would be the time because she has to be accountable. Your legislators don't want to be accountable. They just want to tell you about how great everything is and what they're doing to help you. But is it really helping you? The answer clearly is no. You're not better off than you were a year ago. We're not less sick than we were three months ago, right? Uh, People are running around thinking about how incredibly sick they are. Oh, my gosh, I can't afford to go back. All the teachers are waiting for all the kids to be vaccinated. Not my kids. I had my kids on a snow day. We're off for an entire year like, oh, okay, we're going to have a snow day? Okay. I'm, I'm actually not upset about that. I think it's fine to have the snow day and, you know, they were looking forward to it because at least it tells them that they're in school. I think that's important. They, they know they're in school, so they're, they're in school enough to have a snow day. Now, all this little stuff, this little business, ultimately, what and who should we talk about? None other than Michelle Lujan Grisham. She's the one that's leading the charge. She's unquestioned, unquestioned in her power and unquestionably the person who is the leader of this state, or I should say, what's left of it. I'm not feeling particularly good about how she has approached any of the problem solving. Pretending to know it all and not getting the advice of a number of people, I think, has only led to some calamitous results uh, for our state. As you, you heard yesterday right here in the Kiva, we told you we're the only state in the country that has our school shut down. Only state. Only state that has the activity shut down. This doesn't work for us. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for you. It does not work for us. So we're going to let, uh, and uh, uh, Rudy, there's nothing I need to check on as far as traffic. We can listen to the full 25 minutes. Yeah, looking good on the roads. Looking right good moment. on the roads. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to go directly into Michelle Lujan Grisham. If for some reason I can't stomach it and I'm going to be listening to every word, I'm going to be listening as you're listening. Not sure why we had it at 1230. Any reason why we had it at pre-recorded at 1230 release today? kind of curious. Every other news conference has been at 3 o'clock. Yep, yep. Some days it's been at 4 o'clock. The only reason she's having a state to state is I was harassing her enough and she's paying attention to us. That's a nice thing. 
at least she's paying attention to something. We're the only opposition media, I guess you could say, really? or yeah. the way that I like to refer to us as is the only truth in media that's around here. So this is from pre-recorded. I don't know when. Maybe this was Saturday. Maybe it was Friday. <laughs> Maybe knows? she's on some island somewhere, hanging Ooh. out, you know, having a great time. No, I have we not heard know. this. I'm wondering if after every sentence you're going to hear a little, little short little guy saying, "That's a great governor. That's a great governor. You're doing a great job, governor." You think Doctor <laughs> Disgrace will make an appearance? In this he will not be making an appearance, but. Uh, Tune in as I del- I like the I like the uh, the lead in. Tune in as I deliver the 2021 status. Like we're all sitting around waiting for her to tell us how bad everything is. What she is going to likely tell you is how great and how you can do better and how you're not doing enough. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Let's take a listen. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, State of the State address. Here's where we are here. Oh, five six days late. <laughs> Six days late. Should have been delivered in front of the entire session. But uh, uh, here you go. Yes, uh, normally late. So we're sitting here listening to her. Not hearing much. Uh, Michelle Hungersham, you coming in? There she is. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, she's silent. Are we going to be able to hear her? Uh, Firefox does not seem to be playing. Was she having audio problems? I think it's her best speech ever so yeah, far. Yeah, this is really good. This is this is a tight speech. Let's see if this uh, improves at all. Nope, we're, we're still not improving. IFD oh, this year is. created the nation's okay. first text-only abuse power. That- okay, let's start again, Michelle Long Grisham. Pre-record on three, two... Like a long 10 second there. Oh, there we go. Here's for the thousands we have lost to the virus in our state, for their grieving families, their friends, and loved ones, for any New Mexican who suffered this past year, for any New Mexican who experienced loss or loneliness or despair, I would ask you to join me in a moment of silent reflection or prayer. My fellow New Mexicans, grief is a teacher, and the process of grieving changes us. I can speak from experience. When you have lost a sister or a husband, you might get angry. You might feel helpless. You might ask any power that may be listening to change it, undo it, deal a new set of cards. But in grieving, we learn to accept that pain and loss are parts of life for each of us. A difficult but important lesson. We learn to be patient, to nurture our faith and our relationships, to love more deeply. We learn and relearn who we are, how strong we are, how precious and temporary everything is. We see ourselves as we are, as one of many, as an essential part of a world that is constantly healing and growing and moving forward. We emerge on the other side with a new and valuable perspective. As a state and as a country, we have felt more than our fair share of grief this past year. The lives lost, the families and livelihoods and careers upended, the illnesses, the goodbyes we never got to give, the exhaustion, the fear and apprehension. And here we are, still standing, wondering, how will we heal? Where do we go from here? And how will we go on? But we have already shown how. If we are strong enough to see ourselves through this year of crisis, and we are, if we are still fighting after the hits we took in 2020, and we are, then there is nothing that can beat us. Nothing. We may get knocked down, but we will never be knocked out. New Mexico has never been stronger, tougher, and more resilient than right now. 
New Mexicans are many things. Angry at the injustice of the pandemic. Worn down but resolute after a year of full-time working and parenting. Fed up with systemic inequality. Ready to build something better and new after this year of upheaval and sorrow. But more than anything, New Mexicans are strong. New Mexico has shown incredible, unyielding strength. And that strength will help our state bounce back with speed beginning right now. And although the pandemic has been emotionally draining for all of us and has required our full attention and energy, the work of building a better New Mexico has gone on. We have continued to restore and strengthen the responsive and responsible state government New Mexicans expect and deserve. And together we have saved New Mexican lives. In doing that work and protecting New Mexicans and our state as a whole, we have made ourselves ready to rebound. The leadership our state has shown in fighting COVID-19 is the exact same leadership that will get us back on track. New Mexico was the first state in the country to establish a drive-through testing site. We have remained steadily in the top 10 nationally for COVID testing per capita. We mobilized a tribal response and assistance plan that was a model for other states. We're using cutting-edge science to test wastewater samples to prevent outbreaks at correctional and juvenile justice facilities. We will continue to rapidly, safely, and equitably distribute vaccines to every corner of our state. We told the truth about the pandemic, even when it wasn't what some of us wanted to hear. We protected our hospitals and healthcare resources. We got more than 26 million meals to school kids all across New Mexico. Doctors, nurses, caregivers, first responders, daycare workers, grocery store workers, correctional officers, and so many more have all shown up for their state with courage, dedication, and grace. We stepped up, all of us, as New Mexicans who love our state and look out for our neighbors. Already, we have delivered hundreds of millions in emergency resources to thousands of New Mexico small businesses, the out-of-work, disadvantaged New Mexico families, and more. And frankly, we have more to do. But we can do it because throughout this crisis, we maintained our financial footing. We planned ahead. We invested in record financial reserves. And we always thought about what we can afford and what we can't afford to lose. Under the budget I have proposed, we will avoid harmful cuts to life-saving state resources and programs that New Mexicans rely on every day. We will deliver almost half a billion dollars to New Mexicans for pandemic relief. And we will, in fact, increase our investments in support for public schools, in health care, and in our economy. With this approach, we will not have another decade of forced austerity. New Mexico's economic recovery will not lag behind the nations as it did under the previous Republican administration because we will choose to keep investing in job creation programs that work. Programs that work. Programs like LIDA and JTIP that created thousands of jobs last year and have retrained thousands of workers even amid the pandemic. And because we will choose to have the courage to break ground in new industries, to expand opportunities for New Mexicans and reimagine what our state economy and workforce can be. 
In short, we will recover faster because we have made sustainable investments. We have a roadmap to a rebuilt and diversified economy. And we have the resources to both take care of our own right now and keep building towards New Mexico's future. At the same time, we will learn from the last year what was taken from us and what was exposed. The pandemic has reminded us that New Mexico cannot wait any longer to invest in reliable, high-speed Internet for all in our state. I call on the legislature to commit at least half of their capital outlay allocations to new broadband investments, some $200 million. This is the most urgently needed infrastructure investment we can make as a state. And we must make it. Together, we must put in place this essential building block and avow our unequivocal faith in New Mexico's economic future. The pandemic has underscored that our behavioral health system, undone by the vandalism of the prior state administration, demands robust reform. CYFD this year created the nation's first text-only abuse and neglect hotline for New Mexico children, providing them an outlet that research has shown they may be more comfortable using. With more resources, we are restoring humanity to these services and expanding them. And my budget calls for an 800% increase in funding for suicide prevention services and programs for both youth and adults. Mental health care is health care, and New Mexico must and will meet those needs, no matter the circumstances. And we will keep working to expand coverage. This year, when we launch the new health care affordability fund, we will get health coverage to 23,000 uninsured New Mexicans in just one year, and we will slash premiums for tens of thousands more. These are the compassionate investments in people and families, in their opportunity and ability to lead healthy and happy lives that will help us create a better New Mexico for everyone. Now I have all the confidence in our state because I have seen that in two years, even while facing the greatest public health emergency in a century, we can change the narrative. There's progress all around us, even if the pandemic has made it a bit harder to see. Economic progress environmental progress, quality of life progress. Companies large and small are still choosing to move to New Mexico and expand in New Mexico. Ascent Aviation, an aircraft maintenance, storage and support business in Roswell, is moving forward with construction of a new hangar and plans to hire 360 workers and provide scholarships for students in rural New Mexico. Big Tuna, a high-density pipe manufacturer, chose Las Cruces over Texas, Arizona, and Colorado and will double its workforce next year. A host of manufacturing companies is taking root and expanding in the borderplex area, including three new companies from Asia who are using New Mexico as their launch pad into the North American market. The Department of Transportation is at work on more than 200 infrastructure projects statewide, including priority roadway improvements in the southeast. New Mexico is creating new jobs in the outdoor recreation industry, 10 times faster than the national average, with more than a billion now in total annual income for New Mexicans. We issued 42,000 construction permits last year. We completed 120 miles of stream protection along the Rio Cosilla, 
safeguarding the Rio Grande cutthroat trout. And in two years, we have issued almost 700 brand new hemp licenses, covering 15 million square feet of indoor growing space and almost 10,000 outdoor acres. It's simple. An aggressive, responsive, forward-thinking government can make a big difference. Last year, we gave $75,000 to the State Office of Natural Resources Trustee, which was underfunded and indeed forgotten about for many, many years. In return, that small state office has already recovered more than a million dollars from corporations responsible for harming New Mexico communities and our environment. A 15-fold return on investment. And with the help of tribal partners, those dollars will be going straight into communities that have suffered from contamination and pollution. Indeed, 2020 was not a lost year in our essential efforts to protect our natural environment and diversify our energy economy. In two years, we've doubled our new renewable resources over the two years before that. New Mexico will be home to the largest single wind complex in the nation. And I expect we will soon rank in the top five in the country for per capita wind energy production. We're driving down energy costs for you and reducing emissions. Property values are rising, and for the second straight year, more people are moving to New Mexico than moving out. The investments we've made in our state have already begun to make a difference. This is still the place to be, the greatest state in the union. As dark as some days have been, amid the grief and fear and injustice, we have remained true to ourselves. We are still bound for greatness, driven by empathy and compassion, by an ambition to create justice and equal opportunity in our state. We are and must be, as the inaugural poet Amanda Gorman wrote, bruised but whole, benevolent but bold, fierce and free, and as she said, we will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. We are brave enough to see the light and brave enough to be the light. In 2021, we will continue this essential work of transforming our state day in, day out with a renewed energy and focus, with a sense of urgency and purpose that will honor the strength and sacrifice of those who gave so much this year. That includes educators. Teachers and school support staff all across New Mexico went the extra mile this year, and then the extra mile after that, too. I'm in awe of your commitment and your integrity, and I will say clearly, none of you no educator, no school worker should ever have to choose between your health and the students you serve. And that's why my administration has been methodical and tireless in working with superintendents, charter leaders, the Department of Health, the medical advisory team, and NEA and AFT to enhance the safety of school buildings and expand surveillance testing. There's no substitute for in-person learning. And there's no negotiating about the health and safety of students, families, and educators. And I believe the planning and hard work has paid off. 
And our state has developed a solid, epidemiologically sound plan for a safe expansion of in-person learning for all age groups supported by union leadership. We will get this right and we will move forward. And every school district in the state will be able to welcome all ages of students safely back to the classroom on February 8th. And that's not all. Yes, COVID has disrupted classrooms in New Mexico and indeed across our whole country. But dealing with the virus must not and will not derail our focus on improving outcomes in public education, unnecessary long-term investments in family well-being and the health of school communities across the state. We will enact an equity-first budget for public education, ensuring money reaches students and schools in proportion to the socioeconomic needs of families in the community, laying the path to a public education system that truly delivers for students now and a hundred years from now, no matter their zip code, their family circumstances, or the color of their skin. With the collaborative leadership of the legislature, we will tackle reforms in special education, beginning with a new ombudsman office focused squarely on the needs of differently abled New Mexico students and their families. And we will this year finally move forward with a constitutional amendment to invest a portion of our, straits, of our state's great wealth in early childhood education and well-being. Together, we will deliver to New Mexico voters the opportunity to make a generational investment in New Mexico children. And we will deploy funding to realize free higher education for all New Mexicans, helping more students like Ramon at the UNM branch campus in Los Alamos, who was able to continue his education this year through the Opportunity Scholarship, despite having to leave his job when he became a father. With seed money from the legislature this year, we were able to reach almost 5,000 New Mexico students with the Opportunity Scholarship in the fall 2020 semester alone, fully covering their tuition and fees at two-year institutions. If the legislature will commit the full $22 million in funding I've requested for this program this year, 30,000 more New Mexicans will have access to the two-year higher education they need without worrying about tuition and fees. We have a long way to go to realize the potential of this program, but it deserves an investment of our attention as policymakers. New Mexico institutions of higher learning had the nation's largest decrease in returning students last year. We can all agree New Mexico should once again lead the nation in college opportunity. And we must do the work to get there. This funding is a vote of confidence in New Mexicans, a proclamation of faith in their potential in colleges all across New Mexico. We must enact any and every strategy to improve educational outcomes for New Mexicans, particularly those that connect young learners and adults directly to the workforce. And we will. Because our workforce is our lifeblood. And our small businesses who have shouldered the hideous burden of a once-in-a-century pandemic are the heartbeat of New Mexico communities. Our state will continue to step up for them. We didn't wait for the federal government to get its act together. We got grants and stimulus checks out the door. We will always take care of our own. 
And as I said, there's more to be done. But I believe we have the opportunity this year to do more than sustain our workers and our businesses. We can make the forward-thinking investments that will create the diversified and thriving economy we've always needed, transforming how New Mexico does business and how New Mexicans make a meaningful living for decades to come. We will fix and improve on the Small Business Recovery Act, created by the legislature in a special session last summer, unlocking more than $200 million in direct relief for New Mexico small businesses and $200 million more specifically for businesses' rent relief. We will remake our state procurement code to boost minority and native and women-owned businesses and to ensure more New Mexico dollars are spent with New Mexico-owned companies. We will continue to invest in the state job creation programs that work. I've already mentioned LIDA. It's a powerful driver of economic growth and opportunity, creating 25% more jobs last year than the year before, helping small businesses get off the ground and helping larger companies expand. We celebrate the success of big-ticket companies like Netflix, which has already spent hundreds of millions in our state and committed to a billion more. And we should celebrate those big companies and big industries, with the film and television business in our state now employing more than 9,000 people. But I don't want to forget about homegrown success stories like Bueno Foods, which, with the help of a state partnership, is adding 25,000 square feet of frozen warehouse space, hiring dozens more employees and boosting sales. And like Los Poblamos, which, with the help of a state partnership, is expanding year-round manufacturing, processing, and food storage, which means they're using more products from more New Mexico farmers and ranchers, a win-win for state agriculture and producers. We can and will regain the momentum of 2019 when we created more jobs in our state than in any year in more than a decade. When we drove down our unemployment rate and we saw thousands of people move to New Mexico specifically for jobs. We can be aggressive in recruiting new workers and creating new jobs all across our state in tourism and hospitality, in construction and agriculture, in energy and aerospace and outdoor recreation. But we will avoid an extended period of economic stagnation only if we are forward-thinking about the future, if we keep our eyes on what new companies and industry and workers we can bring into the fold. A crisis like the one we've experienced last year can be viewed as a loss, or as an invitation to rethink the status quo, to be ambitious and creative and bold. That kind of thinking includes, of course, recreational cannabis and the tens of thousands of jobs and hundreds of millions in new revenue it will bring to our state. I have no interest in another year of thousands of New Mexicans eager to get to work and make their future in this industry being told no just because that's easier than doing the hard work to get to yes. When we emerge from this pandemic, we can have the same old economy with the same old boom and bust future, 
or we can roar back to life breaking new ground and fearlessly investing in ourselves in the limitless potential of New Mexicans. I know which future I prefer and we can begin building it this year. Just as we're building on our commitment to a clean, sustainable future, as I mentioned, implementation of the landmark Energy Transition Act is moving ahead speedily with more renewables coming on board. We're adopting new building codes, saving New Mexico homeowners up to 400 a year on energy costs while reducing emissions. We're while making jacking solar up their gas energy prices. more affordable for New Mexicans. <laughs> We're installing electric charging stations all along Ooh, popular highways. Spanning the so state, I can head straight and we're to work creating in my hundreds car. of new clean energy jobs while investing in emissions monitoring companies that will help us reach our climate goals. And this year, we will enact the country's toughest methane and air pollutant rules yeah. in well, the oil and put, gas industry. You know, tens Finally, of thousands of people out of work. Oh, uh, this is this is uh, uh, an is embarrassment. Uh, this is a woman yeah. who has literally no sense of anything that's going on. Uh, let's rifle down through everything. Let's well, check on weather and traffic. I've got more notes and more crap here. Uh, the flowery, flowery uh, language. Uh, love to get your thoughts. You guys are texting in. I'm going to forward the phones. Uh, let's sound off. This is your state of the state. Uh, and then you notice there, she's. we can go back to school, folks. Uh, Joe Biden got elected. We're going to start school on the day that uh, we're going to impeach a private man uh, who actually did create this economy and while you tore it apart uh that you're you're trying to suggest that donald trump created this crisis uh no folks uh, she this we have the worst governor in the entire country there is no doubt about it we have the worst governor in the entire country and if anything that particular speech uh proves it uh what you saw right there she's a disgrace the woman simply needs to be removed from her her position as governor of the state of New Mexico. Your state could not have done any poorer than it is. She literally took credit for the real estate market. Did you notice that? There's no new building. No new developers are coming in. Planning and zoning isn't rolling out any more dirt. Uh, there's no n new construction that's happening. Uh, people can't get anything done, and we've got people from out of town. We're growing because the houses are so cheap. We can let people come in from California and Nevada to buy houses cash. She is an absolute disgrace. I I got through twenty one of the twenty six minutes, Doug. Yeah, yeah. And then of good, course we yeah. got into you know recreational marijuana. It's just too much. We got to take a quick timeout. We'll bring it right back here into the Kiva on AM sixteen hundred KIVA. ABQ.FM on your app, rockoftalk.com on your computer, and rockoftalk.tv anywhere on your app, as well as the Roku, Amazon Fire, and the Apple TV. So, unbelievable what you just heard, but not surprising when Michelle Lujan Grisham gets up. Uh, she really outdoes her level of failure each and every time. We're going to get to all your notes, uh, all your texts that have come in. I'll take your calls as well right after the break right here in the Kiva. 441, we'll check on weather and traffic with uh, Rudy Grande, get you on your way, and uh, that's it. That's uh, that's putting a bow on it. That's putting a bow on a pile of dung hanging out in the backyard. Awesome.
International Protective Service, or IPS, is the very best security investigations firm in New Mexico and the southwestern United States. We utilize the very best law enforcement, the United States military, and true security professionals from all over the world. When you, your family, or your business needs the very best, think of International Protective Service. Call International Protective Service today at 505-897-2420 or visit us on the web at internationalprotectiveservice.com. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and I have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Life Spring at Salon Helena with Albuquerque's Healthy Salt Spa. 30 minutes in this salt spa can alleviate symptoms from asthma and bronchitis, Improve symptoms from colds, flu, and sinus infection. See more. iBreatheSalt.com. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. 
Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. <clears throat> it is definitely going to be cold tonight, and that's because the clouds are going to clear out. No snow tonight, but boy, with all the clear skies, we're going to go down to about 18 degrees. Right now, 34 at Russ Medical Center. It's 27 and partly cloudy in Tijeras and 36 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, if you're on Paseo del Norte, westbound right past the river, car just conked out now while he's being pushed over to the right shoulder. Traffic still gets around that without too much of a struggle. But as you know, all it takes is a stall on Paseo. Also, if you're on Unser and southbound, going through the Petroglyph, Right there, Marigold and other stalled cars. The cars are going around that, but that's also a very high-density area at this hour every day. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Live Spring at Salon Helena. That is on Manal, just west of Wyoming, and you get all kinds of great things there if you want to be healthy. First of all, the Canyon water. Change your water, change your life. It's alkaline water. Drink that every day, and you're going to find major difference just in the way you feel and in the way your body operates. And the salt room, if you have... Uh, the uh, breathing problems, take care of that. Live Springs in Salon Helena, which is on Manal, just west of Wyoming. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 446 here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA on your radio. Directly in your app at abq.fm on your TV at rockoftalk.tv or for Roku, you can just see the Rock of Talk, Roku TV. So, um... About the worst uh, state of the state, the best state of the union we got last year. I can only imagine what the state of the union is going to look like uh, this year. Uh, very similar in that. Don't know when that's taking place. I'd love to uh, know when that is, the state of the union taking place. We'll have uh, Dowd Muska on TV Hour 2. Let me race through all the uh, comments that you guys so we can <laughs> get them out to everyone. Uh, so we can. It's just disgusting. Absolutely uh, disgusting what is happening uh, here in our state, and there's no apology. You didn't expect an apology. She, of course, was going to tell you about energy, renewable energy. She's going to take credit for something that is the Energy Transition Act, which is ruining uh, our entire state. Uh, she's getting rid of jobs. Uh, Joe Biden is getting rid of jobs. Uh, we're going to have those borders that are nice and wide open. I mean, it can't get any more disgusting than uh, what it is. Um, by the way, somebody dropping the N-word uh, been banned on uh, my social media. If you try to do any of that, I have the complete and total ability uh, to ban you. And uh, there you go. Let's go through everybody. MLG talks to us like some discount therapist. That's from uh, Michael Lucero, worst pep talk ever. Uh, we don't need a pep talk. We just need to get back to work. I think that YouTube doesn't show that. Okay, yeah, no, we, we, we showed your N-word. You put it right on there. Uh, somebody from Russia. If she planned ahead, why are we losing our oil and gas? 40-plus percent of our state's funding. Yeah, they're all moving across the border. That is uh, from Eddie Anders. Why can't we get a new industry here when they notice how the state has run poorly the last 85 years? Because there's a lot of people who enjoy this level of failure, Michael. That's something you need to know. Uh, Wilson says, I cannot stand hearing the voice. It sickens me, just like Barry Sotero and Slick Willie does. And that, of course, Barack Obama. Uh, good text, uh, Wilson. The Epoch Times had an article about New Mexico losing its oil and gas leases. A Chinese paper talking about New Mexico oil and gas. Yes. We'll talk about her victories. A company called, what was it, the Tuna What? Oh, Big Tuna? Big the yeah, Big I Tuna. On that. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Uh, the last time a Democrat told me that they would make my health care cheaper, my premium quadrupled. <laughs> good point. Uh, very good uh, one. Double speak. Best is worst. 
That's exactly the way. Gaslight people. Finally, did I hear the governor say vouchers for school choice? No, you did not. Uh, there's no vouchers for school choice. That is never going to happen. Uh, why is Eddie abusing us by making us listen to this? That's from Highly Favored. Uh, very funny. I think that is, uh, it, it was a form of abuse. I'm guilty of it. Yes, you listening. But we're having fun with it now, ladies. <clears throat> I have had the chance to listen, but I'm sure this is asylum speaking. Uh, I have to pay for all those folks using the electric chargers now. As well, yeah, they want they want that. Where does the electricity come from? Eighty uh, percent of remember, eighty percent of the households that have electric cars make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year, and the governor is using your tax dollars to subsidize these people. Kim says absolutely shameful. And finally, uh, Bob in Los Angeles says MLG speech sounds like a desperate prom queen speech for popularity. It needs people to like her so she feels like she matters. Uh, her voice very off. Uh, didn't sound good uh, whatsoever. And even her ability to read uh, sounded like she was totally and completely incompetent. Uh, Eddie noted the characterization of the previous economy. She doesn't want as boom and bust when bust was COVID, boom, otherwise. Uh, Eddie, thousands of kids can pack into school now for six hours a day, five days a week, but a couple hundred people worshiping at Risen Christ for a couple of hours is dangerous. So, yeah, churches not back in session, uh, nothing back in session, except for schools on February, as far as we know. Eddie, do we know how to recall this pathetic governor? She will destroy our state if we don't. Impeach MLG.com. Please go there, send it in. Eddie, I can't believe a troll just blamed the misery of our state on vandalism of Governor Martinez. She did go back and blame the previous administration. Just and absolutely. Two Republicans she blamed. Uh, Eddie, what's happening right now in the legislature? House approves rules for session transparency and state government defeated. Yeah, and they're going home. Bill that would decriminalize abortion clears the Senate committee. Everybody can go home. We get to murder more babies. Uh, Michael checks in with all sorts of commentary. I was thinking about what a, you know, what B she is. During the moment of reflection, <laughs> by transforming your state, does she make it more communist? That extra mile after that, uh, we created this economy. LOL. Have you heard here? For, you heard it here first, folks. The crisis was over last year. You think if they were going to release something that was pre-recorded, they would have gone back and actually edited the video? Good point, Michael. Uh, mighty little. <laughs> can't read that. She's an absolute embarrassment. A lot of you feeling that way. Uh, Rosie checks in. Eddie, this is really tough to listen to. She's still blaming the previous administration, even though she's been in office for more than two years with a Democratic legislature. She owns whatever problems New Mexico suffers from. Unless you hold her accountable, it doesn't matter. A lot of you have asked how to impeach her. You needed to vote red. You needed to vote for Republicans. You've seen New Mexico become the worst state in the entire country under her leadership. Hi, Eddie. MLG is a disgusting human being. It's so upsetting to hear the lies and know the truth of what she is doing to us in our state. My husband is so upset, he had to leave the room. God help us. Uh, that's from the 505. More. Melvin says, her state of the state address sounded good to anyone not living in this state. <laughs> right. Who knows the hardships were created and exasperated by her policies. And then she took credit for all the success while the whole time ignoring the damage the war in oil is impaling on our future. Um, yep. Margaret says, here is the letter I got from Heinrich. He treated me like I'm stupid. Uh, and all it says is, hate Trump, hate Trump. It says, Donald Trump incited a mob of insurrectionists who stormed the United States Capitol. What he did resulted in the death of five people, including a police officer. There must be consequences for this violent assault. I mean, that that's what your legislative elected leaders in Washington, D.C. are taking their time doing, going after a private citizen. Um, can't read that. Worship at the altar of public-private partnership. How many times did she give credit to public-private partnership? Oh, yeah. The entire time, that was what uh, she was doing. 
Eddie, she thinks our state has great wealth. Where? Uh, Lujan Grisham is a great storyteller for a fair, fairy tale. Uh, no sane business, Eddie, would start up in New Mexico. All of this crap here is her fault. The state is in a death spiral, and she's polishing the turd. Uh, oh, boy, mijito. <laughs> That's from uh, Steve. Uh, okay, here we go. This is unbearable, Eddie. We are one of many moving forward. God, just kill me now. Building New Mexico back better. She's so awesome. Build back better. She literally grabbed Biden's uh, thing. Uh, Ugh, Eddie, I threw up in my mouth. Uh, So this is what the Soviet Union feels like, Eddie. We thought we might dodge this S show in our lifetimes. Too bad. Time to raid the permanent fund now. She's still blaming the previous administration. She's nuts. High-speed Internet for all. So you all can never leave your homes safely. Uh, Okay, I'll just stop now. These puke fests are just bringing out the worst in me. I literally want to choke her. Uh, Eddie, what a crock of uh, caca. She is so disingenuous and phony. I just received a notice from PNM. I guess the PRC will be making some decisions along with their new buddies at uh, the Public Service Company of New Mexico. Uh, Judy in ABQ says, With lunatic Lujan's few opening words, I'm already gagging. So wrong, so fake. She has thrown time and shown time and time again that she could care less about New Mexicans and their people. She is evil incarnate. I say, turn her off. This may sound crass, but I want crap. I'll go to my bathroom. Uh, John, uh, a bunch of uh, emojis of throwing up. Uh, Dave says, this sounds like nails on a blackboard. Turn off this idiot. Uh, one of our legislators commenting, saying, I hear the abortion bill tomorrow. Uh, Eddie. Yes, okay, I'll get to that. And finally... I guess Yvette Harrell was on Newsmax. I can't watch Newsmax, sorry. It's uh, too many ugly people. Uh, by the way, you know who? Kaylee McEnany was supposed to be re- the replacement person on 5 p.m. for uh, Martha McCallum. Oh, is that Yeah, but thing? Uh, none of the Trump workers, none of the people who worked for Donald Trump in his administration, they've basically been blacked out of every single job. They can't find a job anywhere right now. These are people without incomes. After making America great... Uh, Eddie, I threw up in my mouth. Fascism equals public-private partnership. Indeed. One-term governor. Glad you're learning. Hi, Eddie. Nothing more but chocolate-covered crap for her base. Uh, Eddie, who the heck is moving here? The elderly from Wisconsin, North Dakota? I'd like to see the actual stats. Uh, well, people who don't have to uh, go into work. All right. Uh, two minutes. Dowd, I'll give you what What did you glean uh, from it? And we'll, we'll, I'll be happy to carry it into the next hour. Well, what was left out? Uh, we are now tied with New York with the fifth highest unemployment rate in the nation uh, okay. that was left out she didn't mention that that's new federal data that just just came out um you know when you hear and you see this written in bad journalism which is most journalism now uh she said it again and again what the pandemic has done what covid has done it's your policies have done most of the damage now some people have died from this that's true but you're talking about the total amount of misery in the last 10 11 months in new mexico it's your policy decisions not the fact that there's a germ out there a new strain of a germ out there this is on you, sweetheart. You can blame the germ all you want. This is on you. Let's look at the uh, best uh, employment rates in the entire country. Where are they at? Uh, I imagine South Dakota, probably right there under five. Nebraska was there, probably Utah. What are the top five? Yeah, um, basically the states that had minimal shutdowns. Uh, we're talking about places like South Dakota. They're number two in the country now. Nebraska's number one. Oh, they're tied. I'm sorry. Both have a 3%. I mean, amidst... 3, 3. They're 3%. 3% and in the midst of yeah. all that's going on in the last year and in New this Mexico country. is at what, 8? Uh, we are 8-2. We are tied with uh, New York. That's that's Mario Cuomo's New York, ladies and gentlemen. We're tied with New York. New York. 
uh, the state with the highest uh, amount of deaths. Uh, Iowa doing very well at 3.1% unemployment. Uh, Utah up there at 3.6. That was another one of the states that never issued the general stay-at-home order. Uh, Kansas, uh, North Dakota also on that list. Arkansas in the top 10 for uh, best employment situation. Uh, Idaho up there as well. So it seems like those states that did not hysterically overreact to this are clustered toward the top of the on the right side of the unemployment figure, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, hmm. I think we should also consider one of the things that the, her government's trying to get you to do is to become uh, dependent upon government. She was taking credit for the quick doling out of the money, with the exception of the fact that she didn't identify that over three hundred million dollars was actually spent of the federal government's money. She wouldn't have had that right. money to spend if she didn't borrow it from the federal government. You also compound it with the fact that she does not want you going to work in the first place. She's not interested. Stay home. Stay safe. Don't go to work. Whatever you need to do. Forcing businesses to literally shut down. If you're eating this stuff up and thinking that your governor and your government and the state police and these people are on your side, you're dead wrong. They are not. They are working against you. They are enemies of private industry. The very place where they get paid from comes from private enterprise. It doesn't come from the government because the government doesn't make any money. And now that you've kicked out oil and gas and the fracking and the leases and the state investment councils bragging about how much money we're making and we're, we're making great investments, we're getting 7, 8, 9% on our return, They're not, it, trust me. It's not going to be there. They wouldn't be trying to tap in to the permanent fund, and she is actually increasing. Netflix is not investing here. They got paid, paid to, to be, be here. here. That is a total and complete lie. They would not have come here had we not handed out so much corporate welfare. They received more in real estate than what they're going to be investing in the state of New Mexico. They've been doing that over and over and over again. We'll hit the top of the hour Fox News. We'll bring it back here. Uh, more of your comments and the discussion here on the worst state in the entire country. Your proud state, the state of New Mexico. I'm the only one that will tell you how bad it is. You should listen here because we have the data to prove it. And uh, when we can't prove it, it takes all of about 10 seconds for Dow to look it up and give you the straight skinny. We're the only media source that says truth in media. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. Help on the way. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. President Biden with an update on the fight against COVID-19, announcing more vaccines are coming to states. The key shift is in supply as President Biden ensures states, territories, and tribes will get more vaccine weekly. From 8.6 million doses to a minimum of 10 million doses. The president also said jurisdictions will know what the federal stockpile has and what is accessible to them as far as three weeks out. This is going to help make sure governors, mayors, and local leaders have greater certainty around supply so they can carry out their plans to vaccinate as many people as possible. Testing and quarantine for international travelers will also be in place. As those initiatives take hold, the president asks Americans to mask up for protection. 
Grinnell Scott, Fox News. This as the state of California is revamping its vaccine delivery system, streamlining appointment sign-up notification and eligibility for its 40 million residents. The, st- the state has received 4.5 million doses and has administered more than 2.4 million. The FBI continues to gather information and tips connected to the deadly riot at the Capitol. FBI Special Agent in Charge Stephen D'Antuono. We've seen an outpouring of tips and information from citizens around the country that has been nothing short of remarkable. Several arrests have been made, including Lisa Eisenhardt of Georgia, who's accused of breaking into the Capitol with her son, Eric Munchell of Nashville. A judge in Washington has issued an emergency order today preventing her release. Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy, who was just sworn in to preside over former President Trump's impeachment trial, has been taken to a hospital in Washington after not feeling well this afternoon while in his Capitol office. After the 80-year-old was examined by the attending physician, it was recommended to be taken to the hospital out of an abundance of caution. America is listening to Fox News. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares sweepstake is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points. Every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. Ends 2 4 2021 p.m. Eastern. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities as defined in the official rules have not offered to sponsor this promotion in any way. President Biden's cabinet is coming into focus. President Biden's choice for top diplomat won by partisan support. Antony Blinken has been confirmed Secretary of State by the Senate with a 78-22 vote. Blinken is a veteran of the State Department, previously serving as Deputy Secretary of State and Deputy National Security Advisor during the Obama administration. President Biden plans to reorient U.S. foreign policy, already rejoining the Paris Climate Accord and signaling an openness to reengaging with Iran in the international nuclear deal. The Senate's Homeland Security Committee also advanced Alejandro Mayorkas's nomination to lead the Department of Homeland Security, setting up a full Senate vote. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Earlier today, former Fed Chair Janet Yellen was sworn in as the nation's 78th Treasury Secretary by Vice President Harris. Yellen's nomination was overwhelmingly approved by the Senate last night. She will become the nation's first female to hold the position. Another company making allowances so its employees can get vaccinated for COVID-19. It's not mandatory, but Garden Restaurants, owner of Olive Garden, Longhorn Steakhouse, Capitol Grill, and five other chains, is giving employees who want to get vaccinated two hours of paid leave for each dose, so four hours for a two-dose vaccine. The hourly rates based on earnings, including tips over the last 13 weeks, up to $20 an hour. Darden's based in Orlando and owns more than 1,800 restaurants. Dollar General and the Aldi and Trader Joe's supermarket chains are also compensating hourly workers who get vaccinated. Chris Foster, 
Fox News. Delaware judge has approved a revised plan for the Weinstein Company to enter into bankruptcy. About half the approved settlement of $35 million, or about $17 million, is allocated for a single sexual misconduct claims fund. Harvey Weinstein serving a 23-year prison sentence after being convicted by a New York jury for the rape and sexual assault of two women. He faces similar charges in California. I'm Lisa Lacerra, and this is Fox News. It is time we put things together. We're going to go ahead and start with the weather. It's going to be cold overnight because the clouds that we see now, they'll be shoving on out. And that's going to leave clear skies, which means 18 degrees overnight. Ooh, that's cold. Right now, 30, I'm sorry, 23 degrees in Santa Fe. It's 32 in Martinez Town and 36 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, traffic-wise, still a little bit slow coming away from Curlin Air Force Base on Eubank. The worst of that seems to be copper going alongside uh, um, Los Altos Golf Course up to just about uh, the I-40. As far as I-40, still looking okay crossing the river. And it looks like it's not going to be a terrible drive on Paseo, but do know Paseo westbound, it's right past the river. They did get that stall over to the right shoulder, but still some activity on the right shoulder is going to have traffic a little tentative. Well, this traffic report brought to you by Sunny Side Up. Uh, Wednesday through Sunday is when they are open until they can open fully. And when they do, you'll be able to enjoy great things that you now can only enjoy at takeout. But enjoy you will that pineapple coconut pancake, the Patriot waffle, and healthy lunch choices as well. If you'd like to see all that you can order, just go to sunny.enjoytakeout.com. That'll take you right to Sunny Side Up. And with that, we're up to date now. Let's dive back in to the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's Metro Aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIBA. ABQ.FM on the app. RockofTalk.com on your computer and RockofTalk.tv. Directly on your TV for Roku and Fire. We've got uh, DDOT Musk Hour 2. We're going to go through. What the notes that we took, we'll continue to get uh, your information that's coming in via text. Uh, Chrome updated their browser, which is what we were using for our uh, ability to go ahead and project out. And, like, there's just more technical difficulties with everything. And I think it all boils down to privacy. And I can't use our restreaming service because it only works with Firefox, Chrome, and... I don't know, Safari, I guess, but uh, that's the way it goes. But we'll work through it. We'll get it done. We did get my camera working. So uh, that's that's exciting, uh, but not exciting, not seeing Dow. D. Dow Musk Hour 2, how are you, sir? Uh, well, I'm, I'm more enlightened uh, after after this past hour we went through, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you a lesson that I just learned from the chief executive of the great state of New Mexico. And uh, you might want to grab a pen and pencil. Okay, and give you a few seconds. Here we go. Grief is a teacher. I think there's a large part of people who come from the left that really like to wallow in the mire. Mm. You know, we've known the Debbie Downers and who aren't happy unless they're complaining about it. You've heard that phrase right before. You wouldn't be happy unless you're complaining about something because you wouldn't even know what to talk about. Right. And when you're not winning, which is a lot of these leftists, let's just let's take, for example, competitive sports for a second. I mean, really, let's, let's, let's break it all down and let's think about who excels in competitive sports. Well, parents who like to get their children there early, who like to spend time with their children, uh, who push their children to do better and better, they don't sit there and complain about, well, it's not fair, I didn't get enough playing time, or, and 
They know how to go and make your life miserable by complaining about what they didn't get as if they deserved it. We used to believe in a country where you got paid what you earned, not what you think that you should get paid because we should all get paid equal. We got to get rid of this damn word called equality in everything. It is absolutely demolishing our civilization. There is no equal. Nobody's equal to me, okay, in any way, shape, or form for what I do, okay? Now, in terms of my rights and my equality of opportunity, that's different, much different. But you guys want equality of outcome. And in doing so, you've ruined and disincentivized society. And all she did was brag about all of that disincentivization. Oh, what we're doing for everyone, make sure everybody gets their fair. Yeah, there's the word fair, right? Who's working anymore? All I heard was, well, people are at home for no fault, through no fault of their own. No, through all the fault of you who made a choice, who could have governed better. Government so, shouldn't be so damn important that we're take, taking the entire time to talk about it and your job and your political ambition. Our entire year, 2020, has been spent on discussions about Michelle Lujan Grisham. Nobody actually cares about her. I doubt that people closest to her could give a you-know-what about her. Why are we paying so much attention to this? Well, because she's everywhere and she's impacting all of our lives because we allowed that to happen. I have done absolutely everything. I, for the first time, I walked into that room with Dowd and... Normally, I'm pretty chipper. I'm pretty happy. It's hard. It's really hard to get me down, to be quite honest. You got to work hard to get me get me down. And I'm like, moving sounds pretty good right about now. Moving the hell out of New Mexico sounds, well, sounds pretty good. Now, I'm not interested. You know, my kids are here. I love this state. I love the people. I know the state like the back of my hand. I, I doubt you'd find people who know downtown, uptown, people, relationships, things in general better than me. I'm everywhere. I know things. I see people. And I, I, I really do genuinely have a really feel us. I have a love for everybody. I want to see everybody do well. I'm tired of our state losing. But because we've been so interested in picking up on this politically correct speech where we have to have these equality of outcome and we've been bragging about things that are out and out lies okay we're not talking about your lives anymore you guys are preserving her lies by not holding her accountable your state is going down the tubes i'm going to do everything i can this year to do the right thing because nobody else is really stepping up. Leadership has backed off. We've attempted to impeach MLG. I've got enough signatures to go ahead and, and uh, have, a, have a convene a grand jury. We're left out here all alone. We are an experiment. We are the Petri dish of the entire country. Whatever experiment the Democrat Party wants to run on us, they do so and they say, well, let's try it in New Mexico first. And we'll float that weather balloon there if it goes well, we'll learn from the mistakes and we'll let just two million people in this country deal with it. I really firmly believe that. This is a woman who is literally bragging about 42,000 construction permits. 
Where? Who's been going to work? Who's building what are we building? And where are we building it? People have scattered. They've laid waste this place and they said, I'm out. 120 miles of stream to pre preserve the uh, rainbow cutthroat trout. Is anybody fishing? You can't even go on public lands. We've got people being arrested if they try to even go out and camp or fish or do anything. Does anybody give a crap about 120 miles worth of streams to preserve the rainbow trout? I'm interested in just preserving 120 businesses at this point. Nobody cares about the cutthroat trout. $75,000 to state resources, trustee. So we can recover a million dollars. So we can sue the pants off of private businesses that are damaging our environment. The only person who's damaging our environment is Michelle Lujan Grisham. And her Democrat leadership. Mayor Tim Keller, the legislative leadership who decided, well, we had such a great year, we're just going to go home. We decided to go ahead and uh, kill babies, so uh, we're done here. Uh, let's go home and uh, put our feet up and, uh, you know, uh, watch football. 2020 was not a lost year, she says. Energy and, and environment. We're going to be the number one producers of wind. <laughs> per capita. Boy, that is an ambition that I bet not one single governor, government official in the entire country is even interested in. They're like, yeah, you guys take that. You guys want, you guys want wind? Uh, who cares? We'll stick a bunch of stuff out there, and you guys can export that wind back to California. No mention of oil and gas. 45% of our state budget. Yep. No mention of oil and gas. 45% of our state budget. Nothing. Not one mention. Top in the country for top wind production per capita. And then, and then she, she went around about and she took credit for the real estate market. The real estate market is literally pricing people out. And she has nothing to do with the interest rates which are driving the affordability. Interest rates. She isn't the Fed. She has nothing to do with real estate. As far as that's concerned, there's not, they're not pulling any new building permits. Housing permits. Nobody's investing in the state of New Mexico thinking about this big boom. Empathy, compassion, justice, bruised but whole. Let's take a moment of silence. Benevolent but steadfast. Let's take a, a moment of silence. If you listen, you can hear another business shutting its doors. You can hear another family picking up and leaving. You can hear another school child literally depressed. Thinking about taking his or her own life. Brave enough to be the light, New Mexico. We're brave enough. No, we're stupid enough to do the very things that no state should actually do. We've done every stupid thing you possibly can think of. And then bragged about it. You ever see some of those stupid people who walk into a, I don't know, party, a, a place where there's a crowd, and they have no idea because they have no sense of themselves? They're dressed frumpy. They're wearing something from, I don't know, 1985. And they, they think they're cool. And they're, they're walking around shooting off their mouth the entire time. Yeah. That's that's New Mexico. We're that guy right now. Walking into the room. Hey, hey everybody. Here I am. I'm ready to party. Like, uh, nobody wants to party with you, dude. Just, can you just shut up, please? Leave us alone. Oh, my God. I'm doing it so much better than you. 
Brave enough to be the light. No, stupid enough to be the light. Transforming our state, yes, into a cesspool. Oh, potential. A cesspool. No, no, we're, we're potential. We'll never realize our potential. New Mexico is very good at hating. I don't know where you've ever seen more hate in a state than what we have here in the state of New Mexico. That hate is coming directly from the Democrats who know how to demonize anybody who's not one of them, anybody who doesn't support their policies. I've never seen such a gang mafia mentality from a more loosely connected people who are like, well, I'm okay as long as you're passing, passing, uh, you know, pot, pot bills, because no, this shouldn't be criminal, man. Oh, and we, of course, had to touch upon the educators. And for those of you who think you heard for a moment that there was vouchers or anything like that, get your kids out of the public schools. I do. You're, li- you're literally making your children stupider. Every day that they're in public education, your kids are dumber for it. Trust me on this. You're not helping yourself. And you think like, well, it's okay. Kids are going to school. They're learning a lot. I know. Trust me when I tell you that kids are doing way better and are more proficient at anything versus your child in a public school in a cesspool of education. But no, 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 no. We're, we're finally going to get to the point... There's no substitute for in-person learning, but we're going to have a constitutional amendment to guarantee early childhood education. You know what that early childhood education is? When you have a labor, labor participation rate of 53% pre-COVID, what's it now, Dowd? Oh. What's, what's our labor participation rate now? It's probably Drop. somewhere close to Puerto Rico. <laughs> a lot of you guys are like, well, it's okay, I'm getting some money. I don't have to work. It doesn't cost as much. I'm going to cut the cord and save a little bit of money. I bet... Four and a half out of ten people are working right now. I bet that's about where it's at, and maybe even lower. Oh, our, our unemployment rate isn't, rate isn't that bad. We're eight and a half percent. That's not that bad. No, no, we're fifth worst in the country with compounding it with the lowest labor participation rate. Pull up the BLM uh, labor participation rates, and uh, doubt I'm sure you'll find that we're only uh, uh, beating... West Virginia at 49. Yeah. Uh, what are the three? They, There's they, two they or three states. Them, like, very rarely, so whatever numbers you have are, are the numbers. Like I think you said it was, yeah, West Virginia was the only 49%. one. 49%. Yeah. 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 yeah, and and and, and, and you're looking at a labor participation rate of people who are actively looking. But we don't know because we have the worst census participation in the entire country as well. I think we were turning in a little less than two-thirds. So for all of you who are hoping to go ahead and uh, get rich on the dole and thinking we're going to be counted, uh, ain't happening because you didn't fill out the form I don't want the government to find me but I want to make sure I get my check at the beginning of the month so we talked about education a constitutional amendment to guarantee early childhood education no educator should have to choose between their health and their job you know what the educators really laid it down they really committed this year they really put it all out there didn't they yeah, yeah while well, they striked I said, I'm not going back to class. I'm not going to teach the kids. No, we need to stay home. This COVID is really bad. We need to get our surveillance testing up. That's what we really need to do. We need to worry about the health of our school communities. We need to make sure the money reaches the students. Oh, trust me, the money is definitely reaching the students. Just not the way that you thought it would. We want to preserve it for a hundred years from now. New Mexico will likely be absorbed into either Arizona or Texas a hundred years from now. 
because uh, we're going to get to a point where the federal government isn't going to be bailing out blue states because there isn't going to be any more money. Mm. We're already over $30 trillion, and you think that that isn't a problem? There will not be a $40 trillion metric. Trust me on that. Our next $10 trillion will literally put us so far in the hole that only another state can bail us out because the federal government will be so incredibly poor they won't be able to do it. And they're hoping that inflation is going to wipe out our entire debt. Won't happen. We're going to invest in early childhood education. We want to stick our children in a failing uh, school system for even longer. We can't buy 12,000 of our students right now statewide, but we want to make sure that we're investing in early childhood education. Because only 68% graduate. That's from the latest statistics. That's where Susanna Martinez got it to. If you were to actually take a real assessment of where we are as far as education right now, I'd probably say maybe, maybe 6 and 10 are going to graduate. Maybe 6 and 10. I would, be, I would think our graduation rate compounding with our dropout rate and people picking up because they're like, well, we got to get out. Probably less than, the, less than 60% of those students who start freshman year will graduate in a New Mexico high school by their senior year. I would say it's less than 60%. And by the way, before uh, the uh, the other foundations and think takes decide to go ahead and put pen to paper, hey, and he's got a point there. I'll bet you that's right. I bet you, I know I'm right. We'll take doubt all of about five minutes to put that information together. So don't get any little ideas like that's your own idea. We're investing more in a time where we're getting less, mm-hmm. where the students are getting less, where they're being forced to stay home. Then she referred to the collaborative leadership, but collaborative. Yeah, Brian Egoff literally saying after one Republican wins one little district, we're going to redistrict everything. We're going to make sure you don't win another election. Where's the collaboration? Where's the spree de corps? Where's the reaching across the aisle? Notice a Democrat will never say that, ever. They will watch you get crucified. They don't mind seeing you go to your death being hung or anything else. And I mean that in a very metaphoric state in that they want to make sure you're never able to run again for anything. They will absolutely personally destroy you and go full ad hominem. That's what they do. That's what they're good at. We're going to go ahead and deploy funding for free higher education because our education is so good. And then they went off on, she went off on this little tangent. And she said, Ramon, Ramon. just knocked up his girlfriend. Yep. He can go ahead and he can go back to school. It's okay, because we're going to make sure that 30,000 people, 30,000 people have an education, no? Got to make sure they have an education because life's been hard on them. They got to go get a job that doesn't exist. The restaurant where Ramon is trying to work at and has been working at has been shut down by Michelle Lujan Grisham. But it's okay, you know, because Michelle Lujan Grisham and the Democrats are going to pick up the tab, no? Yeah, send me back to school. I got a bright future. Not here, sir. Sorry. And watch the language. He Ramon did not Ramon Ramon did not choose of his own volition as a young man to engage in activity that led to an out of wedlock. No, he, he called, did not. Became a father. Ramon was just walking along, you know, Central Ave in Albuquerque. He looked up and uh, I'm a father. It just, all it just of a sudden, the Keithos are hitting on me. <sighs> I'm up and down Central, and yep. all of a sudden, I'm looking all hot. That's how you become a father. Got it just a happens. clean white T-shirt, fruit of the loom, y todo. Yep. Just and happens. these girls are jumping on me, and I don't know what to do with them. 
Hey, I might become a father on the drive home. Auto, that's the, the way it works, works right? That's the way it works. Damn. You're like those uh, cactuses when you get too close, they just spring on you. That's, right. the, that's <laughs> the way the pregnancies happen. Wow. I hope my, the mother okay, of my though, child is really attractive. Because in Mexico, but... <laughs> we're going to take care of the family. We're going to take care of you because yep. this wasn't your fault. No, of course not. You the education you didn't get, right? It wasn't your fault. You never, you never had a choice in all of this. Just became Born a in poverty. I love it when white people love to talk about us. Oh yeah, you know Hispanics, yeah. right? As if we never had a choice. Yep. It's called the soft racism of diminished expectations. That somehow Hispanic people, tribal people, black folks, you know, they don't yeah, have you're any. Out. I don't even know what you said. What is all that <laughs> diminishing or what? Pete diminishing? <laughs> I remember him. He was a good senator. Yeah. Things were good when he was running the state. Jobs, yeah. <laughs> you think this is funny, but it's it's really sad. The fact that she would actually call out and say, Hey, Ramon, he's going to go and get his education. 30000 free education for two years. Where is he going to work? No tuition, no fees. Where, where's the money coming from? We just printed. Like they do on Breaking Bad. Wait, what do you mean they printed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the money that the federal government had to give us so we can make sure... That we were paying the people who were unemployed because it was really bad. E, it's cold outside. Yep, yep. No, don't go outside. E, it's an it's icy outside today. We got a it's a snow day. That's it. The whole the whole show's ruined. It once you once you start on this accent, it doesn't stop. The, uh, the whole the whole family, the ancestry is all coming back. Here it is. I'm here. But this is the reality of how we are getting addressed. You see, the law of diminished expectations, we have no expectations any longer, which is why it's easy to prey upon people, take advantage, have carpetbaggers who come in from out of state, and people who tell us what's good for us. Mm -hmm. You know what's good for us? Working. Yep. My grandfather worked his entire life, got out of the Dust Bowl, couldn't read, and let me tell you, he made an entire life and a family and everything else for himself. And now we're going to boost, like, every single minority... Native and woman-owned. We we need a boost. We need a, we need your help, government, to go ahead and do. What are you talking about? There was no government when we arrived here in 1693. We built churches. We 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 dug arroyos. We did everything on our own without your help. And you better get off my land, tierra o muerte. We'll knock you out. But what did they keep saying? Leader, leader, leader. We're going to give you money, mm. public-private partnership. Oh, and by here. the way, one of these days, you get to become Netflix. You get to become a big money investment someday. Grown, grown right here. Meanwhile, the big tech companies that were created here in downtown can't even pay the rent because, why? They're shut down. The restaurant industry is shut down. You want to talk about Lita? Let's talk about Lavu. Mm -hmm. Shutting down from 18,000, 19,000 square feet, having to go down to 3,000 square feet, going to uptown. And if I were them, I wouldn't even looked at it and said, well, you know, I can't, I can't do it. The governor shut down everything. We got the boost. You, you forced us to get some sort of guarantee. We can't do anything when our number one customers are restaurants throughout the rest of the country. And we can't sell to them, and especially here in our home state where we're known best. 9,000 people work in the film industry. Those are transitory jobs. There's over a billion dollars on travel. The leisure, the travel industry. Those are transitory jobs. Those are seasonal jobs. And then, of course, you got to give a shout-out to the big boosters, right? The big Democrat uh, uh, companies. Bueno Foods, Tobacco Family. Got to head on out to Los Poblanos. 
and the family that's out there the help of state partnerships. They're getting a leg up, they're getting a handout, and they're kissing the governor's ass day in, day out, so that they can go ahead and tell you about how great they're doing. Our state is failing on every front. I'm sorry that she has to gaslight the rest of the state to make you feel as if she's doing a good job. She's not. I don't know what else I could possibly do to show you over the last nearly year of shows. We've been here nearly day in, day out. I am not proud of New Mexico right now. I'm not proud of our governor. I'm so incredibly disappointed at those people who have lost their incomes, who've lost their lives, who've decided to pick up and leave the most beautiful state. It is her. It's squarely on her little shoulders. She is to blame. And somebody needs to hold her accountable. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. I am that person. I will hold her accountable. And hopefully you'll support me enough. So, she's coming for you, Eddie. Better be careful. Yeah, sure. Yeah. ImpeachMLG.com. We'll get to all of your texts. You guys love it. Well, you guys love the show. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this. Oh, wow. Man, you guys are... You guys are loving the show today. I appreciate you. Uh, make sure you guys download the app, abq.fm. You can visit us directly on the computer at rockoftalk.com. On the AM channel at AM1600 KIVA. Brand new announcement uh, coming on Friday. Uh, we'll just be a little bit closer to the governor's ear. I'll be shouting in her ear. And then, of course, you can find us on Roku and Fire. Rock of Talk TV. Back and forth. Thanks for listening. Winter is here and the real estate market in New Mexico is different than past years. Hello, this is Tracy Venturi with Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. And this is Tico Venturi. If you're thinking of selling, let's talk about the reasons to sell now. There are a lot of unknowns going into 2021 for real estate. What's certain right now, buyer demand is very strong, interest rates are making monthly payments very affordable, and the number of homes available right now for sale is at an all-time low. Has there ever been a time when there was a great opportunity and you missed out don't wait to sell and miss out this time home buyers are waiting call us now to put a plan in place to get your home sold for top dollar studies have shown that the biggest regret of home sellers is that they don't start preparing to sell their home early enough if 2021 is a year you're going to move up move out or move on time to give us a call hire us the number one real estate team in new mexico call now 448-8888 or on the web welcome home abq.com bad credit need it fixed at credit rescue inc our services have been used by mortgage companies banks and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit don't spend the next seven to ten years as a victim of high interest remember knowledge is power and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness bad credit can haunt people for years let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. ABQ Guns and Glock salute the veterans of New Mexico by offering reduced blue label pricing on all Glock blue label handguns from Memorial Day to Veterans Day. ABQ Guns is the largest stocking blue label dealer in the state and is the only woman veteran owned firearm store in Albuquerque. For details, come into the store in the Riverside Plaza just north of Montano and Coors at abqguns.com or call 899-1144. That's 899-1144. 
Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771-3937. You've come to know Dr. Gardner. He is a major supporter of veterans in need of dental care. Veterans wonder if they can choose their dentist. Dr. Gardner says yes to veterans. Under the Choice Program, a veteran can choose any licensed dental provider in their community that accepts the VA's reimbursement. Dr. Gardner is the trusted veterans dentist in Albuquerque. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. Vets need a dentist that can meet their needs. Call Dr. Gardner at 828-2669. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and I have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for train unstoppable in any season. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771 771- All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. As the clouds move on out tonight, I got to tell you, that just means really, really cold overnight. 18 degrees is what we're expecting. Right now at Cottonwood, it's 31 degrees, 34 in Old Town, and 34 at the Rock of Talk. All right, it's I-40. First of all, westbound, right before Carlisle. Big yellow is helping that car over to the right shoulder. Traffic not too bad behind it, which is not too bad as you make your way towards the west side. I-40 is looking good at the Coors Road. Now, if you're eastbound on I-40, also right there at Carlisle, you also see the flashing lights. They had to pull a car over to the right shoulder on that one as well. All right, this traffic report is brought to you by Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza on Southern and Rio Rancho. Salon Deluxe is market partner for Monate, which is 
Modern Nature Hair and Skin and now health products as well. They get a probiotic that works great with the Kangen water that they now have at Salon Deluxe on the west side. If you're on the west side, you want to get your alkaline water, change your water, change your life. More information, go to salondeluxe.com. With that, we are up to date. And before I dive into the Rocket Talk, I just want to say happy birthday to Janice Stark, the owner of Salon Deluxe. All right, let's go back into the Rocket Talk. Aggression, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 536 here in the Kiva on AM 600 KIVA and ABQ.FM on the app, TV for your Roku and your Fire devices. And uh, AM 600 is the place where you can catch us right on AM. I guess the uh, AM from Denver is beaming into one person's house on one side and then AM on this side is blasting in on the other. So you won't have to worry about uh, that any longer. Uh, you know, folks, l- let me just say, you know, I've also been through a pretty difficult year uh, myself. So I know you, I, I hardly ever get into a bad mood. Um, I don't ever talk about my own personal foil. In fact, I'm having the other things. I give, you know, advertisers, uh, you know, free time on the air to help them get through what they're doing, try to alleviate what the, the governor is doing. But um, let me just put, I mean, all every single one of our advertisers is getting 15 ads. You can look at those ads uh, directly at rockoftalk.com. You just click on the logs button and you can just sit there and watch and all of our advertisers can go on there and say, well, oh, I'm running it this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. I can tell you, like, I am at that point where, hey, I'm moving into a different direction altogether. There's lots of things. I think everyone stayed home and shut down. You either find an excuse or you find a way to survive and make things work. Um, you know, if I can do it, everybody else can do it. And if you want to go ahead and stay shut down, you want to look for an excuse and you want to think that the government knows better than, than you and you're worried about, uh, you know, penalties, they're not out doing anything any longer. They're not going to be out to shut down. If they're going to come after anybody, it will be me. There's no question about it. And happy to oblige them. Uh, go ahead and figure out which way you want to go ahead and cut your meat on that one because it, it won't be pretty. And, of course, you know, you remember that when we were on FM, our FM was directly attacked. Did you hear me whine, complain, moan? It's like, okay, well, it just kind of comes with the territory. When you stand for things and you stand up and, you know, you fight back, that's, this, this is what happens. You know, you have to be signed up and, and, and ready for this. So uh, really uh, enough with the sniveling, complaining, uh, let's move forward. Uh, we don't have to deal with the abuse that we're getting any longer um, from Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, and from your legislators. And this is your forum. This is a place where you've found... Plenty of empowerment. Um, okay, Donald Trump isn't your president. You knew that they were going to cheat to make that happen. There's no question about that. Okay, we can't prove it. We can't identify it. I don't know. Somehow uh, Joe Biden got uh, 18 more million more votes than Barack Obama. Like, none of it just makes sense, right? None of it. But this is how we have to go ahead and start, and then we have to fight back once again. And we're, we're not just fighting back for ourselves here. We're fighting back for the people who can't fight for themselves. We have to do it for them because there's lots of people out there that are just trying to make an honest living, make an honest life. Uh, I, I worry desperately about the people who support and work for the government. I, I really do. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned about their state of mind, thinking that they won't speak up and speak out because they, you know, they're riding the gravy train. And you know who you are. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of you Republicans out there that like that gravy train uh, yourself. But I can tell you. 
uh, that pension that you paid into ain't going to be there for you by the time uh, that uh, you retire. 550-5500. Call. You are in the Kiva. Go ahead. 540. Eddie, how's it going? Good. Go ahead, sir. Good. Hey, I just want to thank you for doing what you do. Um, we need more Republicans or conservatives to speak like you, man. What, what happened? I mean, why can the Democrats sit there and say whatever the heck they want once a Republican or conservative says anything, boom, we're, we're toast, man. I just, I just don't get it. Uh, a lot of people take the easy way out. Uh, they don't, their inclination for fighting isn't there. You know, right now we're dealing with an issue for ballot access. Uh, I've been dealing, you know, I've got, I've gotten a couple of uh, raw deals already from within the Republican Party. Uh, I will get on the ballot uh, one way or another. We put together our team. For CD1, they're hard at it. We've got lots of people, lots of endorsement, but I don't think that's going to continue to be the case. Uh, there's people like you who are asking all the, the right questions. They don't want to put up with that, and they're looking for fighters. And I'm not the only fighter. There's lots of you guys out there who are organizing and making things happen. And I'm, I'm behind each and every one of you guys uh, who are doing that. But the latest, uh, latest thing that we're fighting back against is how many signatures uh, do we need to go ahead and get on the ballot uh, should it not work out for us uh, within the Republican Party? So, you know, that's what we're, we're concerned about. If we've gotten a fair shake on everything, be happy to pursue it. And I'm not going to change my party affiliation for it. But, you know, we have inept leadership, um, I think, at every level who has been representing the conservatives. And the conservatives, uh, by and large, have been, you know, kind of mostly cut against themselves, uh, working against themselves. The anti-Trumpers... Uh, have one yet again. I'll point you to a wonderful article written up, and the very person who's helping run the, and I'll show Rudy uh, during the break, uh, the very person who's helping run uh, the Bernalillo County yeah. Republican Party uh, election for all that, she's taking pictures yeah. with Michelle Lujan Grisham and the Secretary of State uh, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, and she was one of four people who was listed on there. She's also running a election group uh, for quote unquote females, and then uh, one of her friends, uh, you know, and this is just this insular group, a very catty, chatty group that's uh, out there. Uh, yeah. Dowd, what did she do today? Kelly Fajardo voted uh, last night against. You were just pulling it up. Oh no, was, just to uh, to adjourn and, and work, adjourn. work in your pajamas. Yeah, we're 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 gonna go home and work in our pajamas. So there you go. There's the fighting spirit of the Republicans. And it's a sad state, man. Well, you know, except for you, of course. But, uh, yeah, Godspeed, Ben. Well, I appreciate uh, it very much. Good phone call. Caller, uh, you are in the Kiva, sir. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, hello, Eddie. This is David. Go ahead, David. Hi. Hey, have you seen this notice of a public hearing from PNM about this merger that is going to be proposed between three New Mexico power corporations and two northeastern power corporations? Yeah, it's Have been coming for a while. You got it, finally got it in the mail. We've talked about it uh, several yeah. times uh, on the air, but yeah, you've got it. It's all gibberish, uh, but that's yeah, part well, of the I, Spanish uh, operation uh, coming in with the public service company in the state of New Mexico. Well, I've been. I, I think I've been able to decipher what they're saying. Okay. Okay. You have you have three New Mexico. Uh, power corporations, New Mexico Green Holdings, PNM Resources, and PNM, and they're going to merge according to this proposal, and they're going to become a wholly owned subsidiary of Avon Grid, a yep. New York corporation. Right. 
Okay, and then that corporation from New York is going to transfer 100% ownership to a, to Avant Grid Networks, a main corporation. So it appears that that our whole power power public public utility power source is going to be owned by a corporation in Maine, which is really scary. You know, when when you start throwing in New York and Maine, that this stinks to high heaven. Okay? David, is it really any scarier than being? Uh uh, having a monopoly for a corporation that's been jacking up uh, the rates and been uh, basically uh, stumping for Democrat candidates uh, uh, for as long as it's been around. That's what P&M has been doing. I mean, they're the greenies that are out there sending your children, our children home from a public school, telling you how much energy to use, brainwashing those children, telling them how much water to use, getting them involved in energy efficiency, because we're just running that giant green new energy experiment. We were the first to adopt... Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a dumb bartender uh, in New York City who's managed to go ahead and uh, wage war against oil and gas, and they're now banning fracking. So, I mean, honestly, is that any worse than having a monopolized corporation, which the PRC, you know, uh, this year voted to go ahead and go completely under the tutelage uh, under under Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, and there were, yeah, uh, quote-unquote, right-wingers and think tanks all guessing, uh, namely one of those who uh, voted to go ahead and, and supplant uh, the PRC and its ability to regulate because they'll go ahead and take their lickings for the next four years and uh, pass it on down the road for 2024 and hope that we get a Republican governor here in the state of New Mexico so that Republicans uh, control the PRC. Will that be any different? Uh, probably not. We are now uh, have succumbed to uh, defeat in the energy sector as well. And what are they doing? Those businesses are going across the uh, the Texas line and going straight on over uh, to Texas because they'd rather drill on private land that they can control rather than lease land uh, from the government, regardless of what their yield is. Okay. Well, it's you know it just seems a worse step to me before our power source was uh, strictly here in New Mexico, and, and now we're we're going to be owned by the New York and Maine Corporation, and that seems like worse to me. But have you looked at the uh, board and the membership? Have you looked at the shareholders for the Public Service Company of New Mexico? Before you no, say that it's locally no. owned. Uh, they answer to their shareholders first and foremost. They don't oh, answer to the yeah. people of New Mexico. Uh, don't believe the oh. marketing that you see in those uh, expensive commercials that they pay your local media to brainwash you to say that you're on. They're on your side. They're not. Okay, so the uh, the board of directors is probably out of state owned anyway, huh? The shareholders. Yeah, I mean the that's who they, yeah. that's ultimately who they're answering to. So. Okay, yeah. I saw, and so I they that, sold yeah. because they knew they weren't going to be as profitable as they once were because they're moving towards green new energy. How do they alleviate that? They genuflect uh, at the uh, altar of green new energy, and they say, you know what? We're moving to more responsible. We're diversifying the economy. Like, it's yeah. all a sale, and they know they're yeah. not going to be making enough money, be, and they're trying to get uh, off their books coal up in Farmington, New Mexico, shutting down the San Juan Power Station, shutting down all this stuff because this is the only place that they can do it because we have politicians who are stupid enough to believe what these green new energy I don't want to use the N-word on this, but the green new energy yeah. czars are, are pitching. So there you go, David. Hey, David, i got to run. I appreciate it. Uh, I'd like to stay on the phone with you and, you know, chew the fat, as it were, but, I mean, we've covered this over and over and over again. And I'm tired of not getting anywhere with that conversation. Like... <laughs> You've been educated, we've informed you, you've got the information in front of you, and then all of a sudden the Albuquerque Journal comes to you, we need cleaner, greener energy. <laughs> or uh, the back of yesterday's uh, opinion pages, if the GOP is going to 
go ahead and move forward. They need to move forward without Trump. And then you had literally Mark Ronchetti, who's the U.S. Senate statewide candidate, talking about the Green New Deal, yep. essentially uh, uh, stumping for it it's last year before he decided to go ahead and take the opportunity to run for the MTC because of, well, because of name recognition. There you go. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. Uh, Dad, do you want to say something? Yeah, just on, on the electricity tax? issue, you're absolutely right, Eddie. These are uh, investor-owned utilities like PNM. They're regulated by powerful government agencies. Um, they do whatever the government wants them to do, basically, because they get that guaranteed rate of return. We had a good bill about well, 15 years ago in New Mexico to move toward a competitive marketplace in electricity. Texas has had an enormous success with electric choice. Uh, Pennsylvania, those are two big states that have had made their models work uh, very, very well. But again, it's it's all the insider club, and you know the, the 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 biggest electrical provider here in New Mexico. They read the political tea leaves and they say, oh, the politicians here like greenies. So yeah, we're going to go with green. We don't care about our ratepayers because we just get to pass all those new expenses on. So what do we care? We got a guaranteed rate of return. The PRC takes care of us. That's how investor-owned utilities uh, regulated by uh, government agencies work. And uh, it's another uh, gift, ladies and gentlemen, from the progressive era about 100 years ago when they stopped believing in competition in this country. And they said that uh, we're going to have appointed and elected officials make sure that uh, the the marketplace is fair. uh, And a lot of... Fair, uh, equality, fair, equality, fair, equality. I mean, that's all you hear. And literally... uh, A good neighbor fund. You can pay for somebody else's power. But in the meantime, we're going to jack rates on anybody who's... uh, Uh, And literally an economist, uh, I don't know if he's with us anymore, he uh, he won the Nobel Prize determining that all that progressive rate regulation and government bureaucracy controlling trucking, electrical, you know, water, all these things... Uh, has actually done more harm than good, and the competition in most of those sectors was preferable to this rate regulation by government. Who could have seen that? Uh, his name's Vernon Smith. You want to look him up? Great economist who exposed all this as nonsense. We need electric choice in New Mexico, like they have it in Texas and Pennsylvania, and that'll reduce your bill, uh, and it won't uh, make you pay for all these cockamamie. Uh, the governor said we're going to be the leading uh, wind power uh, in the country coming up in a few years. Not a lot of j- not a lot of jobs on those wind turbines, ladies and gentlemen. They kind of just stand there. So, How are those wind t- turbines actually created? Uh, how is that uh, right? real high-compacted plastics that are created? And you the, wouldn't do that without the energy issue, that comes with know, that. Yeah. Yep, these are all legitimate issues that you'll never hear Michelle Lujan Grisham talk about. Larry Barron's did an excellent job, Dowd, in uh, uncovering all this. And, uh, you know, he went and served the IPRAs to find out the people who were going to be operating uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's uh, energy policy. They came directly out of uh, the big uh, green energy uh, companies wrote her policies, and then were on the receiving end because they immediately took a job with uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, in, and then they approved those deals, got them done. So they uh, pitched it on one end, had her get, uh, you know, take her oath of office at the beginning of uh, 2019, and then processed uh, all that information. And uh, there you go, Bob's your uncle, April 24th, 2019, and uh, we sacrificed the future of New Mexico so we could go ahead and and virtue signal about how incredibly clean we are. There couldn't be a dirtier place for politics. There couldn't be a dirtier place for business. And there couldn't be a dirtier place uh, for energy uh, than what we we've seen in New Mexico. We need clean government in New Mexico, not clean energy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to stick that on a, on a uh, bumper sticker. Back after a quick break, uh, we'll come to wrap up the hour. We'll take uh, a little bit of time as we head for the top of the hour to read your text uh, as well. Good show today. appreciate everybody tuning in. AM 600 KIVA there on the radio, abq.fm on the app, rockoftalk.com on your computer, and rockoftalk.tv 
worldwide. I don't know how to tell time, but I know it's sunny side up o'clock. Patriot waffle, sweet red raspberries, tasty blueberries, and white powdered sugar. The Patriot waffle at sunny side up. Go to sunny.theplaceilike.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road, JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Hi, I'm Casey Gazzardi. And I'm Joe Gazzardi. At Joe's Pasta House, we have authentic world favorites, classic Italian dishes, and unique new world offerings, including natural hand-cut steaks, wild-caught fish, and local veal. Our focus is on quality ingredients, great atmosphere, and personal service. Come to Joe's Pasta House for a true Italian dining experience. Located at 3201 Southern Boulevard in Rio Rancho, just a quarter mile east of Country Club Drive. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit CrowAboutMoney.com. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Great news. Ann Matthews Bridal just received the long-awaited Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Collection. Ann Matthews Bridal has been chosen to handle the premiere of this collection right here in Albuquerque. If you're needing a bridal gown, we look forward to showing this collection along with other top designer collections we carry. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. I don't know how to tell time, but I know it's sunny side up o'clock. The pineapple coconut waffle at sunny side up. It's a whole wheat pancake filled with diced pineapples, toasted coconut, and homemade vanilla cream sauce. Go to sunny.theplaceilike.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today, 250-3754, or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. At Revelco of New Mexico, we believe no vehicle should be stolen, period. 
Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device is unlike any other. Visit RevelcoNM.com and find out how. Visit RevelcoNM.com and find out how. All right, time to put things together. We're going to start with the weather. It's going to be a cold night. The clouds, when they clear out, leave for nothing but about 18 degrees to join us. Oh, it is definitely cold right now, 30 degrees in Rio Rancho, 33 at Expo New Mexico, and 33 at the Rock of Talk. All right, got rid of a stall that was on uh, I-40 westbound right before Carlisle, but I can tell you a new one has come up. This is going to be on the eastbound side of I-40, and it's right past Louisiana. So do uh, be uh, keep your eyes open for that. As far as the drive across the river bridges, uh, looks like uh, Montano, Paseo, and Alameda still moving really smoothly at this time. Well, traffic is brought to you by Monte Cigar Shop. San Mateo, just north of Comanche, the most robust humidor in the southwest. What does that mean? That means with the temperature control on that, that makes for the largest selection of blends and the largest selection of prices. Over 2,000 different cigars available at Monty's. Plus, you can get tobacco and use those classy pipes that they have as well. Monte Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. We have our complete list of everyone's commercials. They can find them directly at rockoftalk.com. Click on log. See everybody's run times uh, right there. You can listen to us on... AM 1600 KIVA, rockoftalk.tv, uh, on Roku and uh, Fire, as well as uh, pulling us down on the app at ebq.fm. Uh, we rifle through that. Uh, uh, Dowd pulled up some information with regard to, like, it's been a pretty cloudy day. It's been cold. you got to got to stay warm before you catch cold. So you don't have wood-burning ovens anymore or wood-burning stoves uh, as much any, any longer. People are burning cleaner energy. The wood pellets, well, can't we do better, you know, than that? Oh, you don't want to get a cord of wood because you couldn't go, couldn't go chop the wood and bring a cord of wood from the from the forest. Couldn't do any of this stuff uh, pretty much this year. So what do you have to do? Jack up the heat. Uh, it's more expensive. Uh, I don't know what the year-over-year price increase in the public service company in the state of New Mexico is, but they've got to pay for their investments in the future growth of the green energy so we can save for our children uh, moving forward. And I, I apologize for being a little bit uh, down, but I, but I don't apologize because it's my turn to rant about uh, what's happening with regard to the state of the state. And this would be one of those days where, hey, solar energy's kicking in, the wind energy, I don't know. We're getting all this great energy, and it's burning clean. And you, should, you can virtue signal in your Tesla or what have you. And in doing so, Dowd, uh, what type of joules or energy, <laughs> what we have been able to attain from our, our fair sun uh, to go ahead and power our homes and power our electronics and power our life. Uh, this is right from the PNM website, ladies and gentlemen. The percent of our electricity being received via PNM, if you're in the, in the service area, being generated by renewables is at 18%. So we've got quite a, quite a while to go before we get to that 100% goal. There you go. I've seen it as low as five some sometimes, though. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there we go. Um, Intermittent and unreliable. Why would you want to embrace those? The kind only of thing that is going to survive any of uh, anything, right? The nuclear win or anything is going to be radio. I hate to say it. Not even your internet. Uh, this is from Danelle. 
Uh, stop the sham impeachment. Tell Congress to focus on issues that matter. Sign the petition. Your tax dollars are going to impeachment of a private citizen rather than COVID relief. We must hold Congress accountable to work for American citizens' true needs. Sign the petition to stop the sham impeachment uh, here. The only person, the only voice I'm hearing on stop the impeachment is Jim Jordan. I understand, Eddie. I think all of this will start to resolve itself when the week goes along. I speak with them every day two to three times. You're okay. listening to Fox News. Oh, oh man, we're already hitting the top FM. of the hour. I can't K-2-2-9-C-O. even see it. Let's, uh, let's hit Fox News very quick and bring this right back. And AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. the delivery. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. President Biden says his COVID-19 team has reached out to Moderna and Pfizer to get an additional 200 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine to the federal government so it can be given to states. He again called the fight against the virus a wartime effort. More than 400,000 Americans have already died. I think it's 411 or 12 have died in one year of this pandemic. More than all the people who died in all the Americans who died in World War II. And the president again urged all Americans to wear masks for 100 days, saying the pandemic will get worse before it gets better. Earlier today, the president signed several executive orders dealing with racial equity. President Biden said the nation is ready to come together and government must lead the way. Unity and healing must begin with understanding and truth not ignorance and lies. The actions the president signed address housing equity, ending the use of private prisons, and promoting initiatives to combat xenophobia. Particularly against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders that we've seen skyrocket during this pandemic. The president also promised action to expand the Voting Rights Act, providing ballot box access for all Americans. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont, who was set to preside over former President Trump's impeachment trial, has been hospitalized. Spokesman for the senator says Leahy did not feel well this evening. He was examined by the attending physician, and it was recommended he be taken to the hospital for observation. Leahy was sworn in this afternoon to preside over the Senate during the impeachment trial of former President Trump next month. Leahy is 80 years old. He has served in the Senate since 1975. Fox's Jared Halper on Capitol Hill, Wall Street, the Dow lost 22, the Nasdaq minus 9. America is listening to Fox News. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares sweepstakes is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points. Every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. And it's 2 4 2021 p.m. Eastern. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities as defined in the official rules is not offered to sponsor this promotion in any way. This governor pushing back on comments from the White time we put things together. I'm going to start with the weather. It looks like a very cold night tonight because the clouds are moving out and that leaves for clear skies. And boy, after today, that means 18 degrees overnight. It's 30 right now at Haynes Park in Rio Rancho. 
at Ridgecrest Park 33 and 33 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, Coors Boulevard, for some reason, well, this happens a lot, almost every day. The southbound trip is going to be under 30 miles an hour between La Orilla out to Antonio Plaza. Beyond that looks okay out to I-40. They did clear the stall on I-40 eastbound right at Louisiana, so that's some good news. And this traffic report is brought to you by Taco Tote on Central. Let's make it Taco Tote tonight. And they've got this great family of five meal deal, half a pound of meat. And that's top sirloin, grilled chicken, pork, adobada, beefsteak, barbacoa. You choose, and then you choose whether you want uh, 12 corn or flour tortillas. You, of course, get the chip salsa, and you can get all of it by going to family.enjoytakeout.com. Taco Tote tonight, no doubt. All right, with that, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. On AM 1600 KIVA, TV, rockoftalk.com on your computer, and, of course, download it app at abq.fm. And we've got to call the kickoff hour three. Go ahead, sir. That's you, Colin. Go ahead. Yeah, hey, thank you. Listen, I'm, uh, first of all, I really enjoy your show. I'm listening to you from Australia, by the way, and, uh, and it's great to keep up with what's going on back home. Wow. I just want to say, you know, I just want to say your comment about virtue signaling Tesla drivers is a bit off. I, I have a Tesla. I've had one for six years. Um, I love the car. I bought it because it's a great car. I don't really care where the energy comes from that goes into it. So you know, try to try to be a little more open-minded. But other than that, I, I really enjoy your show. Well, uh, don't don't run off just yet, Down Under. What time is it over? And are you Brisbane? Are you in? Where are you? Gold, gold, gold Coast, Australia. It's eleven o'clock in the morning. Oh, there you go. Uh, sunny tomorrow or, or yesterday? Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, <laughs> so from eleven o'clock in the morning. I, I, it doesn't really have anything to do with me being open-minded or anything. Uh, let's take, for example, the profile. You don't necessarily fit the profile of. You know, uh, having that electric car of the Tesla. How much does your electric car cost you, sir? Oh, everything, cars and stuff like that are expensive in Australia, so um, it's probably not. It's probably not a valid comparison. But I mean, I know, frankly, uh, whoa, I whoa, whoa, whoa! I mean, in practical matters, we're talking the regular, you know, Joe Six Pack over here. You know, we want to know what you pay for that nice car with that nice T that's uh, driving down the road. So I. I uh, allow okay, me, well, allow me, me, allowed me, you to go ahead and I'll take... I'll tell you, absolutely. Yeah, right. yeah, so no, how I'll much did it cost? So I, re- I replaced the Lexus LS with my Tesla. To put it in context, a new Lexus LS here cost $225,000. My Tesla was 141000 and the operating costs are almost nothing per year. So well, I'm, electricity I'm isn't money by ele- electricity isn't free. I mean, you've got an electric bill just because it you don't free. put gas. No, in no, it. I, I, I haven't paid for electricity in over two years. Yeah, you want to? Uh, I imagine someone's paid for that electricity, sir. <laughs> Maybe not yeah. you, but <laughs> yeah, someone, some, someone has. Yeah. yeah, Tesla gives me free electricity, and there are lots of uh, lots of shopping centers who have the chargers as amenities, and I frequent those places, so. You know, look, for me, it works out. I, like I said, guys, I really enjoy your show. I listen to you almost every day down under. And, well, um, I, uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time kids. from coming from the other side of the world, but you're not going anywhere fast, and you don't speed off in that Tesla uh, out of our show. This is a, 
an important call. And just because uh, you're making nice with me, it doesn't going to sort of remove you from the criticism that I have with people who decide to spend an inordinate amount of money on an electric car. Uh, who's the richest man in the world? Doubt. I'm just wondering. I believe Elon is now. I the believe richest. Elon is now the richest man in the world, and uh, he's got a new technology which not everybody can necessarily afford. I do remember us buying Priuses and spending a lot of my, uh, money doing that. You know, we wanted to go ahead and let everybody know that we weren't contributing to what? What? What's the? What's the big thing for our uh, fellow down under? Our carbon footprint. We weren't damaging Mother hey, Earth. You know, let, let me ask you: Do you think that you? Do you think so much of uh, human beings that we could have such a negative impact uh, that we could actually send ourselves into this global warming? Do you think that that's a real thing? Do you think global warming ever existed before human beings? Hey, um, look, I'm not an expert on all that stuff, but I would say I, I think weather and weather patterns and heating and cooling and all that goes in, 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 uh, in phases, right? We had an ice age. We're going to have... We're going to cool down. We're going to heat up. Okay. And that's just happened. Well, since there you go. The I mean, you're, you're answering your own question. You're expert enough to go ahead and make the investment. I'm trying to figure out why you bought it other than economics. I had no because, idea that Lexus LS was so expensive I down you, under. I, I told I said well look a Dodge Ram down here is about 175 or 180 thousand. So <laughs> I mean, cars down here are are crazy. But having said that, I will tell you simply. I bought the Tesla because I thought it was a great car. I've not been disappointed. It's, it's stylish, it's quick, it's comfortable, and I really enjoy it. That's why I bought it. It has nothing to do with virtue signaling or anything Then else. say that. Don't accuse me of not having an open mind. We understand the investment that it takes uh, for someone to buy a car such as that. Cars are far cheaper. Um, and if you don't mind me asking, what type of work do you do down in Australia or what type of work is done? At? I, my old uh, boss... It's actually in a place called Adelaide. Have you ever heard of Adelaide? Sure, yeah. I used to do some work in Adelaide. Okay, so uh, his name was Craig Shute, and he was, like, probably the number one managing director in all the world. He manages the Hong Kong office, and, you know, the, you know, office space is very expensive uh, down there, but I can't imagine what type of economics would support uh, a regular, you know, nuclear family down in old uh, Australia uh, where you could possibly afford a two hundred thousand dollar car? It just the economics would it make sense? Doubt. I mean, um, you'd never I've, be able to drive I've been a car. Here, I've been here for about fourteen years, okay. and um, I'm retired now. But what I can tell you is that the, the whole the whole economic sort of framework is is a bit different. You know, the average earnings of a family of four is probably higher than most places in America, and real estate is out of sight. You know, an average. The median home in Brisbane is more expensive than the median home in L.A. So real yeah. estate here is out of sight. But people, people kind of, you know, it, it's like it's like the uh, you know the McDonald's economy, right? A Big Mac is four units of currency or whatever, and wherever you are, and you you earn in that currency and you spend in that currency. So people just people adjust here. A lot of things are less money here. A lot of things are more money here, and you know, a lot of people survive, so they figure it out. Well, I appreciate you tuning in. Of the, you can pick us up. Do you know what a Roku is? I do. Yeah. Okay, you can pick I us up on there, and you can watch us uh, on there. I'd love to see that if you don't mind uh, shooting a picture in. Do you, do you are you on an Apple device? 
Well, I'm calling you from an Apple device. Perfect. I actually listen to Just you. text me I on this number. Which will, yeah, this number will register, and then I'll text you back. I just want to say that I yeah. texted somebody directly from... from cool. Good day, mate. Uh, uh, Australia. Yeah, sure. Uh, happy, happy to. And let me say this a bit of a chuckle for me. I actually listen to you from my Tesla because it includes TuneIn, and, I, and I, I've downloaded you guys on, on TuneIn as a station. So that's, that's where wow, I'm getting Wow, look at that. That's very nice. Well, sir, I appreciate uh, the honest combat here on the radio. Uh, and I, uh, especially the tip of the hat that you uh, gave us by telling us that we're good enough to actually warrant your attention on 11 a.m. on a Wednesday morning <laughs> in uh, in uh, in Australia. So I uh, hope you call in uh, more often. Thanks so much. Uh, I certainly appreciate yeah, appreciate, appreciate the thank you so much. Um, I will correct the caller, and I appreciate anyone who listens. And I think if you heard our show uh, last week, I was saying I do not care what car you choose. It's your it's your choice. I care about public policy related to energy and, and transportation. I will correct the caller, and I again, thank him for his call. He doesn't have an electrically, electrically powered vehicle. He has a coal and gas powered vehicle because according to the official statistics from the government of Australia, uh, 68% of the electricity in, uh, in the Aupiectia, uh 68% comes from coal, eight, almost 9% comes from natural gas. So you're talking about well over two-thirds of the, of the juice supplied in, uh, down there in, in Aussie and the land down under uh, comes from <clears throat> those evil, evil uh, substances extracted from the ground, uh, coal and natural gas. So uh, Tesla does provide charging stations. And, and again, that's that you probably paid for some of that when you bought the car. Maybe that's part of the expense because that's part of the overall corporate costs when they build for so-called free charging stations. But uh, with well over what, 75% of the electricity coming from coal and natural gas in Australia, I don't think that really qualifies as a green car. That's something that they don't really talk about when they talk about how wonderful Elon Musk and Tesla's and electrical cars are. So um, just something to think about, uh, sir. And, and of course, thank you as always for your listenership. Now, when, when you come into the Kiva, compliments uh, will get you nowhere, uh, just so you know. We will argue with you regardless of that because uh, we are fact-based and how we approach things. We'll give you our honest opinion. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Well, I'd, I'd also I like to know... say that I'm closed-minded because of our understanding of the economics behind a very expensive car. Uh, you have to understand, if you ever measure the amount of time that you spend in a vehicle on a weekly basis, you know, max, you're probably at most like four hours yeah. Yeah. out of 168. Yeah. Let's uh, go ahead and drill down on, you know, these idiots who get these giant car payments. And, you know, I've been down that road before. Oh, I was for a while, and, too. <laughs> and I will tell you, you know, when you, when you go down and you actually get your utility... You know, that's that's vanity, you know. I'm not trying to preach that from, you know, a biblical standpoint of all is vanity. Uh, but I'm literally telling you, or Ecclesiastes, I'm literally telling you that uh, your choice to do so because it must be uh, must mean because you take it in as a hobby um, or you get a certain level of utility out of it because nobody but nobody. Or you want other people to recognize uh, your level of wealth. I think the number one way that people recognize each other's uh, wealth is either through cars, watches, uh, or, you know, their taste in um, restaurants. Uh, and, you know, the, the very frequently now, their, their house. Is the, is the uh, holiday photograph 
uh, little mailer you get because it because it has the parents. Oh, and of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, we were in Hawaii and yes. Prague, and we did our safari yeah. this year. It's the you know the conspicuous stuff. the world. Um, I would like to ask the caller if you could send me an email. Uh, what was, if any, uh, if any, uh, most of the developed nations provide pretty generous tax credits, tax rebates for people who purchase electrical vehicles. As I said earlier in the show, eighty percent of the electrical vehicles bought in the United States are by households that make over a hundred thousand dollars a year. So this is a you know giveaway, a treat, a treato for primarily affluent leftists, and you'll never hear so-called progressive like MLG ever criticize that because that's part of her key constituency, of course, and you don't want to tick off the people who give you campaign contributions and votes. So uh, if you could, sir, I'd love to find out if Australia has something akin to the federal government, the United States federal government, $7,500 tax credit for an electrical vehicle. Uh, Eddie has a coal and gas powered vehicle. Uh, yes. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Oh, my God. Correct. Race is blocking me for my culture. Rand Paul just pushed back hard on impeachment. Demand that vote on unconstitutional sham impeachment. 45-55 with five Republicans voting along with the Democrats. There's people who don't want to see Donald Trump show up again. Um, hey, Michelle, cheerleading private partner, uh, public partner admin, partnerships is admission that the government can't perform their jobs yes. and they need help. Downsize government now. Uh, Andrea says, I wrote a paper on electric vehicles. They're actually worse for the environment. Uh, I don't know if you know anything. You know, I gave um, Langston my Prius. You did? You know, that I did, it, it, once you have to replace that battery, yep. the amount of energy that it takes and that, that replacing that battery and then says like $3,200. And the rare earth minerals that are put in those there batteries and electrical systems often mined in the third world where environmental regulations aren't as tight as they are in the developed world. So they're actually contributing to pollution from the mining sectors. That's another thing you never hear about from the uh, the Prius and, and, and Tesla folks. Tax rebates, a form of fascism. Uh, Eddie, thank you for recognizing Janice on her birthday. That's to you, uh, Rudy Rudy. I called Janice, by the way, just to let you know. That's Part of our part of our service with a smile you get with uh, <laughs> advertisement, but not really. Actually. And I understand that you really did something very unique in that phone call. She was really she loved it. Well, I don't know what I did. You sang. Oh, I sing to everybody. Happy birthday! I, I yeah, sing yeah. on the radio. I don't know. I can't. Sing. I need to sing more. I need to smile more. I, that state of the state speech has got me down. Yeah, it's like really, all of us. Uh, <laughs> just the fact that you can't acknowledge reality, Michelle Lujan Grisham. I mean, what a complete and total. You know, sociopath. Final of the humans, eye-opening document about green energy. Uh, I'd love to check that out. Vanessa checks in and said, I'd like to volunteer to help you with whatever you need. Eddie, if you're a campaign, what can I do and where do I sign up? Uh, I'll tell you on Monday. It's, so, coming. it's uh, coming. Monday, we'll put everything uh, out there. We've got to wait for things to be set up before you can do certain sure. things, compliance. And, you know, obviously I'm going to have to turn it over whoever my competition. If everyone's going to be the competition, we can let everybody be on the radio. I don't care. Uh, I just thought we can see how bad everybody sucks and how difficult it is to actually do my job. Would, would I have to be I the moderator love, for those debates? No, I don't want to. No, what we're going to do here, we're going to turn on the mic okay. and uh, we'll give them intro and outro yeah. songs. They can yeah. come on as much. I've always wanted to do that. Oh. In fact, I would literally want someone to come in and I want to see if I would listen to that that person. Yeah. And how quickly they would force me to shut off their their blast. Well, we already have the theme song for our, our beloved Miss Stansbury, Lonely Girl. So. She's all alone in every picture. She's all alone. Uh-huh. Like politicians are always surrounded by people. Every I, I've been looking at her media feeds, and she's always alone. She's a lonely girl, uh, Mr. Grande. I believe. Listen, she needs a man in her life. Maybe she wouldn't be a left-wing feminist environmental. Cook, oh, I'm you know? sure. I'm sure. I'm, 
And uh, anyway, I'm not going to uh, speculate on that. Uh, Eddie was MLG Facebook Live today removed, or the comments. I was going to <laughs> toe-to-toe with a firecracker red liberal, and it froze on me. No doubt you were pushed out. Uh, very easy to do. Hey, uh, P.S. doesn't have to be with your campaign. I'm open to whatever you need. And uh, we want to get out there and get the message out. Appreciate that. Uh, her dark money contributed to Biden election around $140 million, Trump $20 million. Uh, I think it was a lot higher than that. Uh, maybe some sovereign welfare money. From New Mexico. Totally impossible. <laughs> Could Anyways, try to show focus on minority and women-owned businesses. I mean, the whole thing. He was talking about Asian Pacific. The uh, racism against Pacific Islanders has really increased uh, uh, this these last four years. What are you talking about? Pacific Islander? What? Are we going to go find every aggrieved group? Yeah, they're really uh, packing them in over there at uh, in Hawaii and. You know, the, the Polynesian tiki room. I mean, seriously. I mean, no one is talking about whatever Joe is making up or reading. Probably by ethnicity, East Asians, the most respected people in our country. Science, technology, medicine. But but, but they're abused. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <clears throat> yep. Keep it up. Hey, Kim, what's 49 times 23? <laughs> I mean, just... just our prejudice against East Asians is that they're super hardworking and super smart. I'd like to have that prejudice directed my way. That would be, but every be really single <laughs> thing can now be construed as, as racism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as long as you hold the opposing, non-politically correct yep. uh, political opinions, you're racist. So get used to it. That's, that's the position you will be canned in. And it's time for you to stop being sensitive about your politically correct status. You're politically incorrect. If you voted for Trump, you're racist. All 75 million of us. Welcome in. Official. Get in while the water is hot. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, jump in together. And, and if you're worried about somebody who literally has no sense of reality, who would drown the economy, who would kill whatever is left of the United States just so that they could take over the presidency, I mean, you win. You ever seen those, uh, right, the the suicide bombers? They win every time, right? Their mission to blow themselves up running into a building. What were they trying to do? To wreak as much havoc as possible, right, and create as much fear. What is the difference? Making that striking similarity, blowing up the economy or blowing up a building, same difference. You win if your aim was to destruct, destroy, and completely take over. That's the way you do it. Through fear, intimidation, bullying, and 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 what is the um, in Islam? What is it when you're trying to get the other group? You tell them false things on purpose. I know I might oh. have ten people intentional misleading. Yeah, intentionally misleading, okay. um, and that's Antifa. That's what they do. They purposely mislead people. Somebody will will tell me what that is. I haven't. We haven't focused on uh, radical. Um, Islam in a while, they're like, that's okay, Antifa's doing it for us, we're good. We just hang out all day long. Me having that voice, also racist. I mean, where does it end, right? If you just continue on this path, it's absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, China Joe focused on minority-owned and women-owned businesses. Didn't he make a big deal about working for all Americans? <laughs> Instead of giving these businesses and all small businesses relief, the country should open up 100%. Uh, that would make total logic, especially since we're going to shut down. We're only going to be closed. We have a 14-day reset. And then Fauci comes in and is like, no, oh, no, I think it's going to be a lot worse. We go from 14 days, and we're now on 14 months, right? 
we've gone from 14 days to the 14 month time and we thought we were just going to reopen i thought we were just going to reopen everything their intent was never to reopen you see that now until they have total and complete control and you've cried mercy until we just not get your president out of the white house but we strike you with fear and intimidation and try to throw you off this earth and get rid of any and all trump supporters then then maybe we'll we'll, we'll open up and only if you say you're sorry when are we paying um reparations when when does that start when are they going to start on that when after are they going to put student me, loan forgiveness. When do I go to, oh, after, is it, when does that reparations come after student after, loan yeah, forgiveness? Yeah, yeah, okay. So. so we take the extra money that we made because we didn't have to pay back our education, and then we go back and we pay for reparations. Uh, does that include Hispanic Americans who were here 200 years and didn't have anything to do with bringing, uh, you know, people who were native Africans here to the United How States? About Irish Slovak Americans who, whose relatives were in Europe and never owned any slaves. Plus, you got privileged because you're white. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, didn't you see Far and Away? Okay. Yeah, right. you guys have to work for it. Shannon. <laughs> you have to work for it, Shannon. The old sign, no Irish need apply. Nina. That would really help them recover, assuming they haven't shuttered for good. On a related note, it's ridiculous what MLG has done to our beautiful state with her tyrannical policies. You have the 100% support from my CD1. God bless uh, y'all in the Kiva. I could just see it. I mean, uh, vote for his, the Hispanic uh, Trump supporter. He's a racist, right? Do you, do you see that coming up? It's called multiracial whiteness now. The, the Washington Post oh wrote an op-ed where basically pe- minorities are now internalizing, you know, the kind oh. of racism that my people send your way. Then you internalize it, even though you're not white. You're exhibiting multiracial whiteness. What happens when they find out that I grew up in a Democrat household? <laughs> oh, I, I grew up in an iron worker family. Uh, I was r- literally <laughs> raised on the New Mexico, or excuse me, I should say the, the UFCW, uh, United Federation yep. of, um, well, what is that? Uh, food workers, right? Yeah, food, yep, food, yeah, food first workers. workers yeah. Uh, what, what if they what, and, you know, realized that you know, I was the youngest member of the state central committee for the Democrat Party. I drove Tom Ute all around this. I mean, what, what about all that? At what point do I do I need to go to the Truth Commission right after that? I yep. literally worked with. Uh, this is according to NPR. I've been following yeah. this last Thank couple you. days. Uh, the chairman of the hate group, the Proud Boys, identifies as Afro-Cuban. Oh, one okay. of the organizers okay. of the pro-Trump extremist group, Stop the Steal, is black and Arab. Christina wow. Beltran is a professor of social and cultural analysis at New York University, and she uses the term multiracial whiteness to explain why some groups who are disdained by white supremacists embrace white power movements. She joins us now to explain. Oh, I'd like to hear a little. It'll, it'll, it'll be in the notes tonight. I know all the words to like so many Latin, uh, so much Latin music. Mm. What if I married somebody from Mexico at some point in my life? Yeah, how's that work? Am I still a racist? Are you following, Rudy? Oh, yeah. I, listen, uh, everything you're saying, I totally... I, I don't understand how the world has become so uh, easily misguided. Right. So, well, what if it's the social club? Little, little communism, Dominican and a Cuban hat smoke. I mean, what, when do I pass muster? Uh, you know, so I don't have to pay the reparations and all that stuff. I mean, honestly. Um, uh, whiteness is not the same thing as white people. And whiteness okay. is actually better understood as a political project 
that has emerged historically. It is dynamic and is always changing. So whiteness as an ideology is rooted in America's history of white supremacy. Well, he said he was going to fight white supremacy. Does that mean fighting me off? Does that mean because I'm flying the uh, you know, uh, General Washington's uh, flag? Is Am I also racist? So if I like uh, the Betsy Ross flag, if I fly the uh, Stars and Stripes okay. that has 50 stars instead of the 52 because I don't recognize... Washington, D.C. is the new state and Puerto Rico is the new state? Mm-hmm. What if I was engaged to somebody who was born in Puerto Rico and I know a whole Puerto Rican family? At what point do I get out? Well, I guess Professor Beltran would say, I am white and I'm also, I also suffer from whiteness. You guys are, <laughs> you guys <laughs> are not like white, but, but you do suffer from whiteness. It's like a disease. <laughs> so I'm all in. I'm more white, way more white than you guys. No I'm, like, I'm like hardcore racist. That so, is yeah. totally awesome. Yeah. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of myself, you know. I am white, and do I suffer take, from whiteness. Is there an ointment for that? Yeah. <laughs> do you take, uh, is it like a, you know, a 12-week course? 12 you know, one program? of these days I'm going to teach how you guys you, the secret handshake. How do you move yourself out of, how do you move yourself out of that that that, that yep. thinking? Yep, yep, yep. If you ever celebrated German heritage, Irish heritage, um, I don't know, if you like a Guinness mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can trace your, your family to Ireland, are you racist? Yep. Whiteness is If people... you're redheaded with freckles oh. with pale skin, uh, yeah, yeah. you're the most racist person on yeah, the face but it's of the some Jewish folks have red hair. Well, no, uh, no, no, well, there's well, a lot of Antifa, <laughs> and that's, they're the first ones to flip because yep, they're yep. so incredibly awkward, and it's like, oh, we don't really fit in, we only... You know, composed one and a half percent of the entire world population. You know, there's the the kiss the redhead freckles day, right? <laughs> I mean, it's all out day. There. Uh, so the people of other races and ethnicities who want to benefit from white privilege embrace whiteness. Okay, all right, okay. Thanks, Professor. You, you're getting paid. I, I probably have uh, have. Uh, what if tenure. I put on blackface so that I can avoid being white? Wow. At that point, like what? That that right? <laughs> Where What's do you go Thomas there? Howell movie? Where do you move through there? Soul huh? Brother? Or, yeah. Where do you go there? Yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. We should have Professor Beltran come into the uh, come into the Kiva. She's at NYU, so... Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Woke culture right there. Uh, Betsy Ross was an abolitionist. I know. Uh, one of my favorite lines from the movie Far Away, I are a corker, Shannon. <laughs> but, uh, you can't hear it, uh, but I'm using my oh. best accent. You're not I Irish, I have no idea. Is, <laughs> Proud Boys is run by a black, white supremacist. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, Dave Chappelle nailed it uh, <laughs> about 20 years ago, <laughs> right? Glansman, yes. <laughs> Anthropologists say only three races, maybe a fourth uh, uh, race is Aborigine. I'm a brown European. Okay. Okay. Right. Eddie, uh, thanks for keeping up the good work. I live in Milwaukee, listen to your show multiple days per week. Even though I have never been to New Mexico or Albuquerque. <laughs> hey, thank you, sir. Wow, that's amazing. There we go. The similarities between our cities are great. Give the Tesla guy at Australia a break. I have one, too. It has nothing to do with the environment. Great vehicle made in America. There you go. Yep. yep. How about just saying that? Yep. If you a get challenged, it should be a simple explanation. So now, the Aussie guy, right, down in Australia, which I imagine he's got to be pretty happy. There's a reason why he, you know, retired down there. I don't know. My maps talk to me in Australian. The Waze talks to me in Australian. Do they? Everything I can possibly get to talk to me in Australian. I couldn't understand what my boss, Craig Shute, was saying half the time. <laughs> but he'd walk in and charm the entire room with me, and we basically took down 4.1 million square feet of commercial real estate space. Like, hey, it's Eddie and Craig. They're here to go ahead and make us feel good. I don't know what they're saying. One's really loud, tall, dark, and, you know, is very, very confident. The other one, we can't make out how, what he's saying, but he's always smiling, and he's got a great-looking family. 
Eddie, lots of Anglophobia disease. I'm half Hispanic, half Scottish. Scottish. Dems love putting people in boxes. Start Anglophilia. Love Anglo Scots history and history of Spain. Salud y pesetas. Ay. Okay. Uh, Michael checks in. Says if you support electric cars, you support slavery. Africa is the place where raw materials for most high energy batteries come from. Slave labor. So there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. Tesla. Pretend to save the environment while looking rich. I got, I got to tell you, this this guy is. Uh, the absolute best. I watch him a lot, and he—he's the long hair, red, red hair guy. Uh, oh. what, what is his name? Uh, I think you probably sent me some stuff uh, in the past. Uh, Wake JP, Waken with, with J, JP. Here it is. Oh, the comedian. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. As a Tesla owner, my self identity is wrapped up in the car. I can confidently tell you that the best way to care for the environment is to drive a hundred ten thousand dollar electric car. Because they have zero emissions. And I want you to know from the bottom of my Tesla-owning heart to you, if you don't drive a Tesla, then you're selfish. <laughs> he's great. I mean, uh, you, you've seen those yeah. before, right? I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's pretty good. Uh, let's read a few more of your texts. Anything else, Dad, we need to, need to cover? i got to say, I'm super excited about uh, the next couple of days and uh, moving into Friday. Um, we are nearly 11 months from the middle of next month into this, <laughs> this whatever world. this is. Yeah. Uh, we still don't know what hit us. I mean, Final. at least with you know some of the other big things that have taken us down. I mean, we're still trying to sort of identify the people, the, the hijackers. I, yeah. I hate to yeah. phrase it that way, but we're still trying to identify what's hijacked us yeah. um, and to kind of put it. Um, in, in other terms, um, and pardon me if you're offended by that, but uh, I think you understand clearly what I'm saying. So, some people survived, and I'm not talking about the people who were impacted by COVID. Uh, we have not seen any higher death rate. Um, we are at the edge of our perception in the midst of uh, what we understand of all this. Uh, we know that there hasn't been any or very many or any uh, books written on COVID-19. Nobody could study at, study at a university. The scientists haven't had a, enough time to go ahead and do it. It is a discipline which has not been gone into, yet we have politicians who speak to us with a level of expertise as if they already know empirically what we should be doing. Yep. We know that the masks have not prevent, prevented the spread. Uh, staying indoors has only exacerbated the situation. Uh, we know that shutting down our economy has only allowed the other side, if you will, political side to get a foothold and tell us just how incredibly bad we are. Um, if you have ever felt, if you have never been in an abusive relationship, you have definitely been in an abusive relationship now wow. uh, directly with your gover uh, yeah, governor. Yeah, so yeah. if you don't know what it's like uh, to be in an abusive relationship, uh, understand your relationship with your government and Michelle Lujan Grisham because uh, nobody has abused you more uh, than the elected leaders here of the state in doubt. I mean, it's yeah. hitting him like, I wish you could see his face, it's hitting him like a ton of bricks because he knows that I'm... Yeah, I, I've never been right. in an abusive relationship, but if grief is a teacher, maybe the governor thinks abuse is a teacher, too. Having, the, having many of the people who've been abused learn things from that. So send us more, governor. Didn't you learn your lesson? Would you like <laughs> another spanking? I've never hit my children. Not once. Ask them. They'll tell you. Are they afraid of me? Yeah. Because they respect a figure who teaches them and shows them things. 
not gets down on them when they mess up, like the other day, they're rifling off like $120 on the Xbox. Oh, well. Literally, like, okay. I say, Sam, you can go ahead and get whatever you need to get, Sam, uh, and just, you know, make sure that you're responsible with it. And my gosh, there he goes, off to the races, right? I had to give him a pretty stern talking to. Guess what? Get and and guess what happened right after that conversation? Not one more charge. Because he respects me. What what would some kid do who doesn't respect me? Doesn't doesn't believe in God? Doesn't believe in authority? Doesn't have a sense of order? Doesn't have, doesn't know when to wake up? When to go to sleep? What foods to eat? Any what what happens? They become abusive themselves. I wonder about the people who don't wake, uh, who don't grow up in in a loving home, in a loving environment, with people knowing that they're love that they're loved. I've always known, for as long as I can remember, that I feel like I could never fail or fall because I have two parents who absolutely love me. Yeah. So to this day, they absolutely love me. I know. I know one thing. I know a few things, but one of the things that I was born with is like I am loved. And last night, and I don't want to get into this abortion bill too much or too far in the weeds because I'm not really interested in talking about abortion. I mean, you have to answer for that yourself. And, you know, just like the government doesn't give you rights, I would certainly like to protect each and every life uh, that's out there. But the fact of the matter, in a realistic and practical sense, we simply cannot. And evil of this world will prevail when... It works hard enough. We've seen that as 2020 going into 2021. But my mother could have easily taken another way out. But because, and, and she grew up as a foster child. She grew up in an all-faiths receiving home. She grew up with a mother who, uh, by the way, was schizophrenic. Okay, think about this for a second. She had a schizophrenic mother. Mm-hmm. Like, literally every odds, lived outside of the house, had to move away from her family and her two brothers, okay? Who, by the way, one of them's listening on the, on, to me on the radio right now. Had the hardest life, as far as I know and what I'm in touch with, was, you know, crying to me one time on the telephone because he was talking about how his, his mother physically abused him because she was so incredibly sick. They had no souls. They lived in a trailer up in the, near Northeast Heights, and finally it went the other direction. And and my mom and my dad, my dad met my mom, fell in love with my mom. My mom got pregnant when she was 17 years of age. She had just graduated. You know, my mom was very accelerated. She graduated, went to Rio Grande High School, and we think about Ramon, right? We mentioned that earlier. What did my parents do? They look for the easy way out. They weren't waiting for, you know... Free school to go ahead and bail. My dad was working at a Circle K, got robbed twice. Oh, boy. No, uh, by the way, it's where the old, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of that coffee. Humble Coffee Shop? That used to be a Circle K back in the day. That's where my dad was uh, robbed. <laughs> he tells me that story. I'm like, really? That, that old coffee shop? And in today's world, that choice for a 19-year-old iron worker who's working his butt off and a 17-year-old a woman who just graduated high school, the choice would have been, well, we'll take the easy way out. We're going to go ahead and get rid of it. 
We're not going to make this choice. We want to have an easy life. We're going to we're going to move ahead with our life. You realize? I mean, my mother is 17 years older than me. Think about that for a second. Isn't that amazing? And look look what I've become in my life. Mm-hmm. I'm the first person to graduate from college. Why? Because my parents love me. I'm the first kid to go to have the opportunity. My parents sacrificed. We ate beans and chili. We didn't really care what we had, but they, they did everything they could to make sure that I had a parochial school education. I grew up at San Felipe. For a time when they were starting their business, I had to go to John Adams for a little bit. But then I'm right back over at St. Pius X. I'm president of my freshman class. I'm like, okay, well, we'll just, we'll just run for it. I don't know anybody in any of these kids. Had four years. Had a, a pretty good four years. And then I graduated college. Nobody ever gave us anything. My parents had to make sacrifice. Then I go and I, I get an internship up in Washington, D.C., why do I get an internship? Not because of who I know. I mean, I wasn't Grant Moise, the son of the State Investment Council. Uh, but basically, hey, Jeff, you, you got to give my son a, a job while he's sitting there drunk the entire summer. Oh, yeah, I know things, folks. I know people. I could tell you things. There's a deep, dark underbelly. And I don't mean any disrespect towards anybody. It's just the fact of the matter. I love this state. I love the people here. There's no question about how much I have been able to make something out of really nothing. Station this itself was left for dead. The guy didn't know what to do with it. Like, here you go. I don't know what to do. I said, okay, get all your advertising off the radio station. I don't, I don't want to hear it because... This is none of the programming I want. Had something. What did it have on, uh, Rudy? I was trying to think. And Doug Steffen. Yeah, exactly. Like, and uh, like, I like imagine people who were playing bingo, right? Right. Like, what, 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 not, not that I have anything against playing bingo. I mean, I used to go with my nana and thought that to the VFW all the time and play bingo with them on Friday in the post 13. Friday nights was, uh, Friday nights, uh, was Long John Silver's, um, a church at St. Charles, Borromeo, Long John Silver's, and then straight to the VFW, right? And then Saturday was post-13. That's what you did. You grew up at the bingos, right? <laughs> Sunday morning was church all over again. I think, actually, we went Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and my dad would pick me up and take me to soccer and football that day, and then I wanted to go back to my uh, grandparents so bad I'd, I'd want to go and hang out. And, they, and I'm literally right across the street. I, I literally passed by the hospital where I was born. Every single day, I drive past that hospital. Every single day, I live right across the street from the oldest house that I've known from the time that I was born. And I know that I'm loved. I don't think that that's the case for so many people. Mm-hmm. My kids aren't as lucky. They know that they're loved, but my kids aren't as lucky to live in a world where so many families knew that they were loved. They had to go to church. They had to work hard. The government wasn't going to bail them out. Now it's like... Let's go to the government. Oh, and by the way, yeah, I know somebody who smokes pot. Pot was like the worst thing growing up. The worst thing. All I know is there was two really bad things in this world. One was alcohol because what it did to my uncle. And the other one was pot because the people who do pot, they're bad people. That's the way I grew up. To this day, I still feel the very same way. I had a candy cigarette one time, Dowd. Right, and I put it right up in my face. That was a hand that reached right across my face faster than I could put that candy cigarette to blow that little sugar puff straight out. We learned things. Oh, yeah. We went outside and picked up the dog poop. 
dug the weeds as much as we hated it. And yes, I better have all my equipment and everything ready by the time my dad got home. And you know what? I love him for every single one of those instances. Because he did it the only way that he knew how. He didn't open up Dr. Spock's How to Raise a Child. He didn't go and say, well, you know what? ABC, NBC, CBS is telling me this is good for my children. Or, oh, you know what? I better cover up. Don't be a dummy. Go play outside. Put on your jacket. Where's your gloves? Your toes are freezing? Well, you shouldn't have walked out there in the snow with your Converse on. Put on a better uh, uh, shoes. Like None of that common sense is even around anymore. None of it. Zero. My favorite quote of all time, when you refuse to judge someone, you refuse to take them seriously. And we live in a society where all judgments are thrown out the window. Yeah. You're being judgmental. You can't say that. Have standards. And I hate to say it, but I I really do believe that the people who are trying to escape their families and escape their brokenness or, you know, trying to build themselves because they thought that they could come in and take Albuquerque over and do all these types of things have brought a lot of that uh, culture with them from wherever they're at because New Mexico a long time ago where the people who have been here longer than any other place in the entire country used to stand for something, used to believe in something, used to go to church, used to care about what was important to them. And now they've decided to go ahead and pick up the paper for somebody to tell them what's important to them or watch the news or, hey, don't worry, the check's coming at the beginning of the month. All right, folks, I appreciate uh, you guys tuning in today, especially from Australia, Aussie. I just wanted to say... Oi, 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 or Milwaukee. I just wanted to say one thing about the Australian caller, Eddie. Yes, sir. If I want to visit him right now, it's now 1230 (laughs) in Australia. Yeah. I feel like since I'm sitting in his Tesla listening to you, am I listening to Rush Limbaugh? (laughs) Oh, wow. No, I have I have no ambition for any of that stuff. Yeah, but you but, would be the Rush Limbaugh of Australia since you're on in the middle of the day. Oh, that's right. Hey, there that's we go. That's 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 that really smart guy. All right, <laughs> see you tomorrow, bright and early, 4 p.m. Bill O'Reilly is next.